it goes there. <laughs> this goes, goes there. <laughs> it really does. I'm really learning a lot about these teens and yeah. escrow. Well, this is a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning about the systemic effects of how violence builds on violence, and also the ins and outs of Canadian <laughs> real estate. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blow. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBTV, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four or just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phases to download a rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have shown. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload. In a very special episode. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode podcast where Canadian teen dramas is what we are talking about. I'm David Witzenhofer, and joining me is the person who, I can't even, I don't even think I wrote this right, the person who the only thing they whack is their brain, Austin Gorton. <laughs> I feel very sad for you, Austin. <laughs> and the person who doesn't love me, they just pity me, is... <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> it's a it's a German word that means love and pity. Love you. They're, they're very interconnected. I pity you. <laughs> I believe the word is bits and hop. Roasted. You gotta quit this bullying. I thought. <laughs> this we'll put you in the trash. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> Today we are reviewing Degrassi Season 4, Episode 7 and 8. Time stands still. Rick is continuing to not be accepted by his classmates at school, but is slowly but surely earning some people's trust. He befriends classmates on the quiz team, but then he is pranked in front of the entire student body. How will he react? I guess we'll find out. Also, Joey is selling his house. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> That's what we're really here to talk about. <laughs> uh, so, Carolyn. Yeah. What is your relationship with this show? Just a couple things, which is to say almost nothing. So, <laughs> they reference it one time in Venture Brothers when they're trying to show like what a really, really gay show is. They totally do, because yeah, Shirley I, I likes it. it. It's my favorite it part so of Venture Brothers. <laughs> Kind of small for a pirate ship. She's almost brigantine. Found an old sloop and changed her rigging. The rest is from a theme park ride. But she's fast, seaworthy, and probably a mighty chick magnet. She'll have to do. What do you call her? I call her Manny's song. Who's Manny? Me first love. She left me for a bloke named Craig who just slept with her and tossed her away. Haven't seen her since then. I heard she was with some go-nowhere mechanic named Jay. Sad. Does she know how you feel? Um, no, she doesn't, because that's all from a TV show. Captain Cuckoo here named his boat after Manny Santos on Degrassi. You're a liar! Oh, I 
Can't believe they killed JT. They know! They hardly talked about it! Like after Terry bashed her skull in that rock. Yeah, I'm the liar. Me. If you simpletons aren't embarrassed, I'll be embarrassed for you. Let's set sail! We're on a mission! Sphinx! Huh? Didn't say it. What? It was implied. Avast! We set sail! Well? What? What are we waiting for? We have to actually sit sail. Like you guys have to help me tie down those sails. <laughs> you would love that, David. You would love it. Maybe after and I'm like, Santos. All right, sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, we're good. And then um, this one gossip columnist, blogger, internet person I used to follow used to call Drake. Uh, spoiler blank. Jimmy, we'll get to what that is, I think, more toward the end. But I'm like, why yeah, is Drake called blank Jimmy? I don't even like Drake to this day. I don't know he, who he is barely either. So that's what I know about Degrassi High. I know David likes it. <laughs> well, we'll get to me, Austin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, okay, so I know four things about Degrassi. <laughs> it's that's double me. It's yeah. Canadian. Yeah. It gave us Drake. <laughs> Kevin Smith likes it. And he, he appeared in it. Actually. Yeah. Whoa. So did Jay. And uh, Jay? yeah, they used wow. to, they used to watch it together when they were working at their convenience store job that inspired Clerks. <laughs> they wanted oh. to uh, direct an episode, like or Kevin Smith wanted to direct like an episode or two, but they all the crew had to be Canadian, so they were oh. only allowed to be actors on the show. Oh, interesting. Fun fact. Yeah, Shannon Doherty wears a Degrassi jacket all throughout uh, Mall Rats. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't and then know the, that, no. And then the fourth thing I know about Degrassi <laughs> is that it's David's 90210. Uh. Although when I think about Clerks, they must have been referring to Degrassi, the original series, which yes. I never really watched, actually. But Yeah, I think there's a line in Chasing Amy where Jason Lee's like, he's going to stay home and watch Degrassi Junior High. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the first one, maybe. Yeah, there. Apparently, this is a this is my blank spot because I started watching, but it never really grabbed my attention. Shockingly, was uh, Deg- there's Degrassi Junior High, and I think then it turns into Degrassi High, and that was in the '80s. Now, not that we're getting ahead of ourselves, but then Emma, who you see in this, was she was actually quote born on that show so there was like a high school pregnancy in an elevator was she born in an elevator David? <laughs> one can only hope and so then you do briefly see your mother who's the same actress that was on the show as as well as mr simpson was an actor who was on that show and then joey was also on the ad show too which is why uh, he's around so is this is this like a Miss Bliss to Save by the Bell to the college years to the new class kind of projectory? Uh, a little bit, but I think people look more fondly on those than the Miss Bliss. Then people look fondly on the Miss Bliss yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's it's not like this ignores the, in fact, it specifically <laughs> doesn't ignore the history of what happened on that show. It has characters that are born on one show, grow up and appear in another, instead of having yeah. characters on one show magically transport themselves along with their principal <laughs> from the Midwest to California with no explanation. Exactly. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Gotcha. You don't sound realistic. Well, so. What's interesting, what's interesting about that is just that the. Like the the era that this stuff was made is makes it something of a contemporary to Save by the Bell. Like if you know, I think their original one came out like what seventies maybe. 
Uh, the original Degrassi I thought was 80. Maybe it's the 80s. Point being that, like, a lot of times we'll chalk stuff up to, like, you know, like the Miss Bliss things where it's like, well, that was TV back then. They didn't care about continuity or things like that. It's like, mm-hmm. no, well, no, some shows did. They just they chose not to because it was cheaper that way. Let's see. Degrassi, high, yeah, 87. Yeah, 87 was. Yeah, so it's like and, right around the same time as Miss Bliss. And while I didn't watch it, it did tackle, you know, real issues on yeah. saved by the bell. Like yeah, it, yeah. obviously there's a high school pregnancy and then she just gives birth and all that but and so does this. This one this Degrassi, the next generation, tackles basically every issue you can think of. Which makes it tough to choose a very special one, but you know. Yeah, I think you went for broke, David. This is a <laughs> This is like dark. to me the definitive what I think of, but I mean Name anything else on STDs, you know, texting while driving. Uh, I don't know. I could go wow. right to, like, doxing and uh, wow. swatting, like, Gamergate they went into. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too. Like, I was reading a little bit on it that, that uh, this next generation, I mean, it's roughly contemporary. It ended in 2015-ish, I think. and sixteen. Uh, 16- uh, all right. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> so... For a long time, when anyone asked why I watched Degrassi, I just say my sister got me hooked on it. Uh-huh. But it's that always pissed her son. off because it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for one time, I'll actually get into the true origin story. Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. So a long time ago, close to two decades ago, there was a TV channel called The N, and it was a Nickelodeon spinoff uh, channel. Okay. It aired late at night reruns of Clarissa Explains It All and the Adventures of Pete and Pete, and they were my jam. So I had so <laughs> so I was always watching them, and then so through watching those, I'd see ads promoting Degrassi: The Next Generation. So I didn't know anything about it except that the commercials were kind of funny, and I was just kind of intrigued up with it. That way. I was like, "What's this about?" And there are ads promoting. I think I remember actually it was a New Year's Eve marathon. And then I remember, and then I had a party that night because it's New Year's Eve. Anyways, I was getting ready, and then I was like, eh, "I might as well check it out." And the first episode was I saw dealt with Emma getting her first period. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just remember it being very smartly written and dealing with it frankly yet intelligently and like a way that I think would work. For women, not that I'm a woman or an expert on it, but you know. Hey, David. Uh, yeah. Did did she get her period right when the draw? What right when the ball dropped on New Year's? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I know of. To be fair, the, it was just a marathon of the episode, so it didn't have to do with New Year. Two. She did one. get it in class, and then she got embarrassed. Uh, no, and then she had to change her pants, and then got Happy made New funny. Year. Oh, you mean she she actually got to change her clothes after something embarrassing happened to her? <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. That was notes well, on that. He had a chance to. He just chose not to. And I'm just saying, I feel like the school would have been like, don't come back until you're dressed properly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so then I started watching more episodes just because I admired it for how intelligent it was. You know, I'm like, this is for teens and you know it's not my jam i just kind of it's just interesting to evaluate the writing on this and how it goes well eventually after watching you know multiple seasons i had to admit to myself that i just liked it i don't know i was was into the characters i wanted to see you know i wanted to make sure emma and, and sean stayed together which they did not but uh 
I just like, I don't know, I got hooked on it. What can I say? And so then I've watched all 14 seasons of Degrassi, The Next Generation, and then there's four more seasons of Degrassi Next Class, which is the... it. It was pretty much just the same thing, except it moved to Netflix, so it got a new name, and it had four seasons. And then it kind of ended abruptly without any fanfare, because that's how Netflix rolls, but... Um, nice. Okay. So, so, yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah, I've seen everything. And it very much became a... Sh- and for... I'm going to try to keep this podcast from being five hours, so I'm not going to try to get into the history of, like, all the characters and where they go. I will say with 16 seasons, I should note that they re- they recycled the cast eventually, and they, and they do it kind of intelligently. They, they struggled the first time because they thought go- following them into college would work, but it didn't really. And then, then they just started making sure they always had younger classmates in there, so then when wow. others graduated, they ha- still had people you were familiar with and such, but... They did it actually pretty well. Huh. I really appreciate your 14-season journey, David. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to... You can know all the characters' names. I don't. <laughs> it's so when right. you say Timmy or whoever, I'm like, is it that one guy? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just know that's how I'm coming into this. Austin, how are you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> vague, no, descri- I don't vague descriptions and whatnot. Can you call them Belding and Screech? <laughs> and they've always... Uh, I mean, they started small, but quickly just started, the cast started growing. And so it's always been like, well, there's going to be three, four, five people who just don't show up on an episode. And even this is the case for this two part. There's a few people you don't see. But then every once in a while, they'll just sprinkle in like a character for just one scene or something, just because they had nothing better to do, I guess. And then, so if you're coming in cold, they're just like, wait, am I supposed to know who this person is? (laughs) Like, suddenly they're just talking to this new guy I've never seen in this episode before and he doesn't add much either, but we'll get into it. Uh, so we start with Rick. Uh, he's going to be the main focal point of these two episodes. Uh, he is walking to school, but then uh, Spinner and Jimmy, who you might recognize as Drake. It's, ba- uh, it's baby Drake. <laughs> they are. Well, they're young to me anyways, because they, they grow older, obviously, on the show. So everyone looks really young to me. And then, of course, we still know Drake. Although this that was kind of the weird experience of me very much knowing him as something else and then he just becomes famous for something else that mm-hmm. that didn't that was a bad sentence but and then now i would ever talk to you about degrassi yeah yeah no, right like now. It's, it was, i mean not that nobody knows that obviously it almost became memefied that he was on degrassi so it's not like people don't know it but it was just very much how i identified him and he still when i see him i just see jimmy first but not drake but it's pretty weird that one of these teens got a successful music career out of these shows. That is pretty unprecedented. Yeah. He even uh, rapped on a few of them, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and I, I was, uh, I, I tasked the, the Cracked Research team with yeah. doing a quick stroll through the IMDb credits because I was curious if any of these other actors mm-hmm. had turned up. Because a lot, like a few of them were like vaguely familiar to me, but in, in that sort of like attractive yeah. teen actor kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe some of these people. And of course, as you said, David, the cast is gargantuan and there's like a <laughs> yeah. shit ton of people who are in the cast that don't appear in these two episodes. So I didn't check everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But in the process of doing that, I noted that quite a few of them have credits in Drake music videos. Yeah, well, Drake did recently. And I haven't even actually seen it. I should search it out. He did recently one, which was basically a Degrassi music video where... 
it's just him in ah, that's probably the, the one Degrassi that school. So oh shit! Call Although back. there's like two people I read an article that weren't in it, and like one is just because like scheduling didn't work out, and the other just wasn't invited. He's <laughs> like, I just didn't hear about it. I mean, then you feel sad. Did you hate that guy? No, I don't know. I think it was Sean, and I always like Sean, so I don't know. I don't know yeah. what Drake's problem with Sean was, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I could note that the original, the original casting, they really tried to go for more regular looking children and not the quote gorgeous, like Hollywood types. Uh, that changes in a few seasons. So (laughs) (laughs) when all the actors age out and die. Yeah. Well, the actors get old and then every time they replaced with new act with a new class, they were always getting progressively more Hollywood looking, I'll say. And, uh, Mm -hmm. Well, and let's be clear, nobody in, in these episodes was an Ugmo by by many by most standards. Yeah, Toby. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He was a little normalish looking. <laughs> I've always felt bad for Toby. Yeah. But even even <laughs> even the even the, well, I don't know, the the dirty kid that gets picked up. Oh, Rick? Rick. Even Rick, like if he just gave himself a fucking haircut, he he's fine looking. <laughs> How many people in our high school did we know that could just use a haircut but then wouldn't? Yeah, but our high school was like, I don't know, ten eight years, six years before this. Like he is yeah. he is a very well it, it was trendy for the time because it's the same kind of fucking long hair Harry Potter had in one of the movies mm. where it was well, yeah. where it was like the fourth movie when you're just like, oh yeah, and now we've hit the part of Hogwarts where it's like two, th- it's the year the movie is being made mm-hmm. because he's got the like long scraggly hair that everybody had that year. And also, it's the beret, Austin. It's yeah, the no. beret that is making him look like a huge nerd. Yeah, that's yeah. Too. Well, he's just really got that nerd vibe going mm-hmm. on. Like, kind of nailed. Do you guys want to bully him too? Mm. <laughs> well, we can get into that because we- 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 that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So he gets chucked into a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, he gets garbage thrown at him. His or he his hat is thrown into the garbage, and then he himself is thrown into the, the garbage. Which also Bye. happened in the pilot episode of Glee to establish who were the nerds and who were the bullies. Yeah. Wow. Um. So this is the point where I meet, where I wrote down not knowing what the very special uh, aspect mm-hmm. of these episodes was going to be. Because the title is just Time Stands Still, and I'm like, is this going to be like about the dangers of time travel? Because that would be awesome. But I suspect <laughs> I that it's not about that. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. So, I look forward so to once, that episode in the So future. once this kid got chucked in the dumpster by the bullies, I was like, mm. is this just going to be the Anthony Michael Hall plot for Breakfast Club? <laughs> Spoiler alert, it is taken to the extreme. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I will say that uh, I was going to say every episode of Degrassi, although apparently there's some few exceptions early on, are named after song titles. Ah, Just okay. an interesting fact. Yeah. Uh, Time sa- so what? I'm trying to think of what song. It's a Rush song, I believe. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then they have the hmm. opening credits and they go by way too fast. <laughs> Not when you know them, you can just. I know, but I'm like, who are, who are these people? Do I know these names? What's that? They're gone. They're running. What? What's happening? It's so fast. I love the theme song because they, they have the approximately song. like yeah. 35 people in their cast that they need to buzz through in their like 30 <laughs> seconds of opening music. So it was it was rocket fast. <laughs>
appreciated the constant pan. And then at the very end, they do the Degrassi titles on a guy's jean jacket. Yeah, it's and he's boss. like really proud of his boss jean jacket. <laughs> but what's funny for me is that in his universe, like it doesn't say anything on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't say anything except the graphic shows. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so we see it, but does he know? He's participating in that? I don't know. Marco's got his own style. But... Yeah, what is his deal? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> he's gay, I guess. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the short version. I of... do care, Marco. I do. <laughs> uh, not that he knows. He comes out on the show, of course. And he so starts out... <laughs> confused up in the family. Uh, so then, uh, after the intro, we see Rick spray-painting Spinner's car. Uh, then Rick goes into the school, and Jimmy uh, starts picking on Rick, but then is interrupted by Mr. Simpson. Um, Mr. Simpson then quizzes Jimmy, who passes the quiz, which is what, the gr- longest rivers and some the, sports question. The I three think. longest rivers in the world in order... Mm-hmm. And I think what basketball team has won the most titles, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Boston Celtics. Yeah. yeah. That's what he says. Jimmy gets both those right. So now <laughs> Mr. Simpson just recruits him onto the quiz team. And Jimmy, I guess, is okay with this, too. He's like, yeah, all right, I'll do some trivia. But uh, Rick is also on the quiz bowl team. And so now there's some friction there. We'll put it that way. But that might be Mr. Simpson's plan. I'm not sure. Question: mm-hmm. Has is this Rick's first appearance? No. Yeah. So hmm. there is some line of dialogue about him having recently returned to Degrassi. <laughs> Correct. So was he on it for a while and then left, and then recently came back? Was that he the- was on it for a couple episodes the previous season? Okay. Left. Uh huh. And then came back at the start of this season. Okay, so like six or seven episodes ahead of this mm-hmm. was was when he returned. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll get into it. I'd, I'm trying to decide when to talk about that, but uh, <laughs> I should also note that the reason there's an opening on the quiz team is because uh, Heather Sinclair came down with mono, and Heather Sinclair is oft named but never seen on the show. Oh, wow. Oh, that's kind of a cool mm-hmm. gimmick. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, that's uglier than the sweater Heather Sinclair was wearing yesterday or something. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like Muffin Sangria, except we saw her that yes. one time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I was trying to remember. Was that her name? That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to Joey's house because <laughs> you always need a B story, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. This is okay. The wildest so what's yeah, with this guy that's like, what do I fucking care? Right? This guy is selling his house. This was like I and said. And is he the dad of the sick boy, or is he just a bald guy who yells at him? <laughs> well, if we want to get into their relationship, we can get into that too. Give me the I elevator pitch. Awesome I know. I know. Yeah. Give me the well, elevator pitch of what's happening here. Well, okay. So Joey was on the original series, Degrassi. Okay. Okay. And uh, and so I think there was the thought. And so Mr. Simpson and then Emma's mom, uh, Spike, I think I'm trying to think of what her. And then Caitlin, who shows up later, they're all originally on the show. And my only point is I think the series erroneously thought that they'd also create some drama between the adults and that would keep people's interest too. Like, 
Yeah, I got a little vibe of that from here where it's like, is there like a love triangle going on between this guy Mm -hmm. and the realtor and then the like reporter lady (laughs) that shows up at the end and the sexual triangle, yeah. So it's like, oh, these are characters from the previous, you know, series. Let's have them do stuff too. And you know, people are gonna be interested. Like, you're a teen drama, no no one cares about the adults' problems, but here here, you are kind of where so that answers my question that I wrote down, which was like, is this realtor house selling stuff like when the parents on 90210 got plot lines and somebody <laughs> thought we cared whether Jim and Cindy Walsh were Cindy was going to have an affair with her stalkery photographer friend. And no, we didn't care. And that was boring. <laughs> the answer is yes. It's exactly like that. No OK, mean. cool, cool. That's I just and, I have to convert all this into a 90210 frame of reference for myself. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I'll just quickly say, let's see. So, Joey, uh, I believe Craig is the son of Joey's ex- ex-wife. I'm trying to think of, there's some sort of relationship there. But what happened was basically Craig's father was abusive. So, Joey pretty much adopted him. I think officially at some point. Oh, but. wow. Okay. And yeah, there's all sorts of weird like relationships just to keep this circle together, and it gets a little <laughs> weird. But but there's a whole plot line, yeah, basically with Craig's father being abusive. Because like I said, this thing touches on any very special episode kind of <laughs> uh, plot line you can think of. This series has gone there. Um, the next scene. So oh yeah, what, we didn't even talk about. It. Joey's trying to sell his house, talking with a realtor. Craig is sick. Sure is. No one, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like his realtor because she's old and she asks questions. And he's like, just sell it, you dumb bitch. <laughs> my business is failing. Sell my house. <laughs> he's really mad. Yeah, Joey's a used car salesman and apparently things aren't oh. going well. But uh, the next scene, uh, we we're in the hallway of Degrassi and Toby, Emma, and Rick are discussing the quiz bowl, but Rick is saying he wants to quit because Jimmy is now on the team. But Emma convinces uh, Rick that he should just stick it out and see it through, and Rick is very obviously ready to do anything Emma asks of him. Yeah, and she gives him that that classic bullying excuse of, like, they don't like you because they don't know you. And it, it, no, (laughs) they, they don't like you because they're dicks. And they like to pick on people that are different from them. Yeah, and the beret. <laughs> yeah, and you're not making it any easier, hard, easier on yourself by wearing the stupid beret. It's the beret. It's the cape. It's the goatee. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm just saying, shows like to give like a lot of credit to bullies, and I refuse to believe that there's that much credit involved. It's true, yeah. I was this did this is already pretty effective for a special episode in that, like, it showed the bullies and it showed people covering for the bullies until something bad happens. And it is like those bullies do suck. And yes, this is a nerd, but you can refrain from beating up a nerd. You can just like throw their hat in the trash, (laughs) right? And not the Um, nerd. Yeah, yeah. I have compromise. I have some things to say about what kind of a stance this episode is trying to take regarding bullying, but we'll save that for the end. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, wow, it's, it's like, a lot. I just, I always say, they don't like you because they don't know you. Like, no, they know him. They know he's smart and they don't like it. So they beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty tough right. to try. 
Is it time to tell you why they don't like him? Okay, yeah. Is it the hat? Uh, it's because he dated a woman the season before and put her in a coma. <gasps> what? What? Oh my god. He <laughs> so dated wait. a woman? He looks like he's yeah. 12. So yeah, when you <laughs> well, say woman, do you mean like a classmate? Or do you yes, mean a like, classmate. Okay. And then <laughs> like abused a 30-year-old lady. And then he abused he, her? Yes. And Wait, then, so you're saying the bullies are justified in what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, twist. Wow. This seems like the kind of thing that this episode needs context for. <laughs> yeah. Does it, though? <laughs> they needed to That's do what, a reality plot instead. I couldn't this. help it. I, guess. Yeah, I skip was wondering the scene. when to drop this bomb. Okay, but, uh, skip the scene with the dumb realtor lady and give us a previously on that lets me know that this guy like is a fucking criminal that probably deserves what he's getting wow yeah damn i didn't know he abused an adult woman it wasn't an adult yeah it was a classmate so then he i forget if he did like the arm twist kind of stuff or whatever and then eventually he got mad at her i think it was out of jealousy this is season three as long so he basically basically raped her yeah, well, then he pushed her over, and she fell onto a rock, and so then did he push her down coma. some stairs? Because that's totally what Ray Pruitt did to Dom. <laughs> it was not stairs. This was outside. And this to be clear, at least on nine hundred two and zero, we knew we weren't supposed to like Ray Pruitt. <laughs> Austin, have you even done a 90210 yet? Yeah, remember we did the one when Baby mm. Luke Perry taunted. Oh, Perry I forgot. Okay, good. No, I remember now. Okay. So then he went Sorry. off to like juvie or uh, therapy or something. And so then at the beginning of this season. So it's not even like a secret that he did this to this girl? No. So the the start of the first <laughs> of this season, he's trying to come back to school after being rehabilitated, basically. And the entire student body protests against him being admitted back in. And so wow. then, I mean, obviously... And so obviously there's some B plots in these episodes, but like the arc so far has been him trying to like convince people he's changed and he's a better person. And hmm. Wow, that and just we'll, like we'll see. total paradigm shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I now, know that's why I said this is a fascinating one to come okay, in cold so, on because I knew so because now, now I'm like, wondering. Now I'm <laughs> I want to take these bullies to task because they seem to just be doing like classic bullying when instead they should be like oh did you beat up any girls lately <laughs> so they yeah. can give you better context right and also yeah. why are the people that were being nice to him being nice to him well isn't there room for rehabilitation in but this they world? were like yes but they were like they I got the impression that like the nerdy kid who banged his teeth on the water fountain was like his best friend and that, well like, that's where and that, like the girl that he that he uh, was obsessed with that was like misreading the signs like mm-hmm. was genuinely like a friend that he wanted to be something more than a friend and so in an earlier episode she had Jay who you've seen basically beat the crap out of him and then eventually she just kind of felt bad that <laughs> she's like maybe this is going too far and then Plus, that's when it, she started befriending him. This information completely retextualizes their interactions from like creepy to thank God he got away. She got away from that guy before he did anything worse. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm watching this. And I'm like, 
Asha and Carolyn, like, cause you see, there's all these, like, main characters who are, like, all these characters who are obviously main. And, and it's like, you're supposed to like them, but I'm like, when you're coming in cold, all these people just seem like giant, jer- like, the entire cast seem like assholes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Aside oh, totally. from, like, if, with the exception of, like, three people, you're like, this is just a show filled with, like, dicks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but now I realize that they weren't dickish enough. <laughs> well, Tables really it, turned on that one. It brings up the question of like, is there room for forgiveness? Is there room for uh, rehabilitation? Now, there's also some. Uh, we'll get into it probably in the. In this end. case, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Well, <laughs> well, for yeah, this specific case, yes, you're right. Uh, or maybe if things were different, I don't know. It's complicated, and there's very few answers this show offers, I'll put it that way. Except for the one answer that really they never bring. Well, they oh, we'll get into it. Yeah. So, so, now, uh, so now I'm just wondering why she's like, well, they're only bullying you because they don't know you. Like, she knows why they're bullying him. Why is she saying that claptrap? <laughs> because they, cause she believes he's changed. Oh, okay. Okay. So they don't know that he's changed. <laughs> okay. See, I feel like that dialogue could have been more, like, less standard bullying cliche and more specific to the circumstances of this relationship dynamic. Like, I mean, they're only picking on you because they think you're as bad as you used to be. Like, yeah. that, you know, like now that may not mean anything more to me coming in mm-hmm. cold, but that seems like the kind of thing that someone who is aware of this history would say to him in that context, instead of the more sort of bland generic, like they just don't know you makes it sound like, he's a special sunshine boy and they're trying to squash the spark inside of him when it's like, no, they just start buying the rehab bit yet from when you beat up that girl. Now, to be fair, I don't think the writers expected people to be coming in completely cold on this one. I know. I'm just saying that the dialogue was... Well, we are. I'm not... I want to be clear. I'm not digging the dialogue for not looping me in. Like, I don't need it to be expositional. (laughs) I just feel like it was unnatural for a character that was in the know. Possibly. Uh, so then we go to the principal's office where Rick says that uh, Jimmy is basically like, I'm being bullied. And the principal is like, well, that sucks to be you. Which I have a lot more sympathy <laughs> for this principal now. Well, okay, let's be fair. This principal, uh... <laughs> I'm just going to say throughout the entire, he doesn't last the whole series, but he's <laughs> never portrayed as especially competent. Right. Right. Like, he's very much just always, like, trying to get by. I feel like he was very, in fact, there's an episode that kind of <laughs> hangs a lampshade on this, but feels inspired by the Breakfast Club principle of mm-hmm. just not, re- just trying to do, get mess, a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, mess with the bull, get the horns. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Man, I hated this Mr. Belding. <laughs> right? Right? But, I mean... Sympathies maybe not the wrong, but like, I better appreciate his position now that I know that this isn't, like, a poor, tormented nerd coming into him for help, but that it's, like, this, you know, sex oh, no, the- criminal that's trying to make a go of it. And- <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, if you're going to have the student in your school, you should probably stop him from being beaten on. Uh, Yeah, he's so he's the principal, whatever his name, is really bad at like protecting students and this does make you feel for people who do get bullied because the principal's just like, walk it off or handle it or whatever and like if they don't 
or like you're both complicit. Yeah, that's, I think that's what he right? says. Yeah, that you're both complicit. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, someone punches me, and it's my fault for getting punched. <laughs> yeah, Takes exactly. two to get punched, Austin. Right, which is almost Pat. literally what I had been told on one occasion. After you got thrown in a trash, sixth grade. <laughs> what happened? Dude? Let's hear this. I, yeah, Mike Freeman punched me once. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Bleep <laughs> that. Who told you it takes two to get punched? Uh, I don't know if those are the exact words that it was used, but it was very much like a, well, you were fighting. And I'm like, I wasn't so much fighting as getting beat up. And like, either way, nobody gets punished. <laughs> or you're both punished. Yeah. yeah it's really yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't get like... punished, but I don't think he was punished in any significant capacity. Unless your face and his knuckles counted as yeah. Like yeah. a when significant he, capacity. When he broke his wrist on your rock hard face. <laughs> yeah, <it's> exactly. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> uh, so we hate this principal. Okay. Yeah, you're not really supposed to like the principal. He's not. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> and then there is. There's, wanna, a, there's also wanna, a teacher that's like that who lasts a long time. Where he's like, I don't think he's a good teacher, and I don't really think they're framing him, but he's just always there. Anyways, anyways. I want to. I want to pause for a brief moment and shout mm-hmm. out a bit of dialogue. At, at one point here, somebody said, yeah. "Time and time again." Yeah, 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 that's what the principal went with the again. Richard, I've told you time and time again, it takes two to tango. (laughs) It's like, ah, you Canadians, you're adorable. (laughs) They don't seem that Canadian until they do. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's, they just, they don't seem Canadian at all. It's like, ah, yeah, you're Canadian. No, it didn't happen in these two episodes, but you'll get, you'll, there'll be in a boot that's thrown out every once in a while. But then it got a story in this one. They really start, the the accent starts fading the longer the season's gone and it makes you kind of sad. But like, don't you don't have to Americanize it. Be who you are, Canada. Be proud of it. So is this one of those Canada national shows where they pay people to make Canada content like Strange Brew? I don't know for sure. Yeah, it seems like it might be if they had the crew, like you were mm-hmm. saying, have to be Canadian. Yeah. Although Canada, what they do is they come into America and take our entertainment jobs. So it doesn't even seem like they need it, right? Yeah, what a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then we but should then, bully them. But then they make it I, su- they make it super cheap for us to film our genre mm-hmm. shows in their Vancouver woods. Mm-hmm. They're very smart, yeah. these Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the parking lot and we see what Sp- what Spinner sees what Rick did to his car, which is tag it with an X, I guess. Which yeah, yeah. I mean. Oh, okay. So way earlier, the the nerd guy when the bolt or is it coming up? Spoiler, maybe. So the bullies bully the nerd, and then he does this, like, X symbol? Yeah, that's later. Yeah, he's okay, referencing we'll get there. what he did to the car. Okay, the so thing. what does X mean to I him? Does it mean I X-Men? No. <laughs> <laughs> One can only assume. Like, is it like tic-tac-toe? <laughs> well, see, this is the, the, whole, the whole bit with him, like, spray-painting the cars. That's where I was, like getting confused about what the episode was trying to say about bullying and the relationship between the bullied and the bullied. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, he's, he's antagonized. Like it's, he's not just existing. Like he's yeah. actively antagonizing him. And so then it's like, well, is the, tr- is the show trying to say that like the bullies have a point because they're fighting back and all of that. Well, all of that just now gets upended when I realize that he's a sex criminal <laughs> and it's like, well, that just adds a whole nother layer of like, He's got it coming to him, to it all. 
Yeah, we maybe shouldn't have known that. <laughs> <laughs> but sh- I'm just asking, should there be room in somebody to rehabilitate? And Yes, but... Especially I- for a teenager? <laughs> I don't feel like this show is tackling that subject very well at this point. <laughs> uh, so then he, uh, oh, then Spinner wants to go to the principal to tell on Rick, but then Sean, Jay, and Alex, who are hanging out there, say it's a bad idea because then he'll have to admit that the reason it's happened is because he's bullying Rick. And so then Spinner's like, I guess I'll just have to get... More revenge, and I guess they're trying to show the escalation of what's happening. That there's right, this tit for right. tat going on. Uh, we go to the hallway, and Toby is drinking, drinking from the water fountain, and then Spinner and company just shove his head in the fountain and bust his lip open. So is Toby a sex criminal? No. So Toby is actually one of the like the first episode really just focused on four of the kids, Emma, JT, Toby, and Manny, who you never see in these two episodes. But he's the one with a jacket. No, that's Marco. Oh, Manny's okay. a female. Oh. Uh, and so, and I always felt like, like all of them, like as they grew up, I mean, the cast got bigger, so you're not like the stars anymore but i always felt like toby was always like never really given any plot lines and i always thought it's just because he was the least attractive of the four but no. <laughs> and they're like oh we got hotter actors now we'll just give them the part <laughs> so so toby's kind of arc throughout the entire series was just being kind of the nerd who's never really that popular but then he's kind of best friends with jt who does become the popular kid hmm. yeah how it goes. So he's the yeah. less annoying screech to JT Zach. Yeah, basically. Uh. Eventually. I mean, JT is kind of an annoying, like, little kid to start, but then as he gets older, he becomes, yeah, the cool kid. Yeah. Until re- meeting an unfortunate end. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> then we go to Joey's house again because we're really concerned about this. And, uh. Yeah, how's that real estate deal coming, <laughs> guys? <laughs> Come on, let's get back to business. I'm a businessman. <laughs> His ex-girlfriend, Sid, shows up, and who, who's a, uh, I'm trying to think of the right term, real estate person? I'm trying to think of the Sexy realtor. Sexy realtor. Yeah, she's a sexy realtor. She's a horned up realtor. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she, you could shoot have, and then it's because Craig invited her over to help sell the house. And Craig yeah. is the failing used car salesman's son. Uh, somewhat son yeah, somewhat yeah. son who has this oh, yeah, whole yeah. like I'm sick I'm not sick plot that's barely a plot that I don't know yeah. what it's adding to anything I going. mean I feel like where they're going was like he just he's sick the next day and really should stay home but then because of all this decides to go to school and it's like he could have uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he could have avoided it although it's not yeah. like uh, it's not like anything happens to him, so... Well, I mean, he <laughs> he gets yeah. a bit traumatized. Well, uh, yeah, but uh, nothing happens to him specifically that doesn't happen to anyone else. Yes, yes. <laughs> I gotta say, this realtor plot is really funny. Like, <laughs> it turns the show into a total soap opera. The words <laughs> she and him say to each other. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, there's some whole business about how, like, he ditched the sexed-up realtor for... Whoever, yeah, for he's, Caitlin, yeah. whoever he's with now. He's a jet-setting reporter. Like, he, he's this used car salesman who just <laughs> apparently attracts successful business women. So. It's Canada, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no one can keep their hands off of him. 
He's a hot commodity. <laughs> is he a hot market book? price to sell? No. No. <laughs> no. Right. Not especially. He's okay, but no, he's not hot. I don't know if anyone in the show was hot. Maybe yeah. some of the kids when they got older. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't talk about the kids, so we have to. So, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next scene is the quiz bowl practice and, it, and, you know, Jimmy and Rick are both answering some questions and they seem to be gaining some respect for each other. Uh, this is also when he, when they ask Toby, right? The nerd, the kid who's got slammed in oh, the drinking yeah, yeah, fountain. Yeah, yeah. They ask him like what happened and he's like, oh, it's fine. It's a skateboarding accident. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, our high tech genius has arrived and he's bleeding. Skateboard accident. I'm fine. Ah, the 90s version of falling down the stairs. Yeah, you know, I fell into a doorknob, yeah. <laughs> it did a sick ollie into a door. Because no one wants to be a snitch, that's for sure. Right, so. right. And so then Spinner, then afterwards, Spinner comes across Rick and does the whole got something on your shirt routine, which Oh, classic. <laughs> well, see, this is where I'm like, okay, so now that I have the full story, I'm like... <laughs> That just seemed like lame bullying, but now I'm like, wait, so if, okay, let's put aside the question of rehabilitation. These guys <laughs> clearly don't like what this other guy did to the yeah. girl. They don't believe he's worthy of rehabilitation. If you were, like, interacting with someone who you genuinely felt didn't deserve rehabilitation, is the worst thing you could come up with, oh, you got something on your shirt, man! Well, doesn't that kind of create the question of are these kids still bullying him because they don't like what he did or has this just become an excuse to bully like are they just really just enjoying the act of bullying at this point that's a good question yeah. to both of you i would say that i would try the got your nose <laughs> <laughs> hey sex criminal got your nose i got your nose <laughs> another classic for instance, if I was, say, like, at a baseball game with a war criminal, I would try that <laughs> to try to bully them into submission. Instead of just laughing with them and enjoying. <laughs> Class unity. It's called civility, Carolyn. Maybe you should look into it. Uh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't. X. <laughs> X. You, you're going to spray paint on him? The X. <laughs> Right, yeah, right, a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Carolyn, if you took that particular criminal's nose, he might think you really took his nose. <laughs> Where's my nose? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I need that for the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it eroded again? Is this when? Is this when? When Rick tells Emma that that she's his guide. Ah. Uh, Maybe. I don't know if I put that in the notes. Yeah, basically, he's like, I'm going to stay on the team because you told me to, because you're my guide. Yeah, I think that comes a little later. And and, and even before I knew that he wanted to, like, take her back to his house and make a skin suit out of her, I was like, (laughs) wow, that comes off as really creepy, dude. I know. I mean, it comes off of when we... (laughs) we, If we take out the context that he's a, at least at this point, former abuser, uh... 
I guess it's just it's the awkwardness and maybe I not to the abusing part, but <laughs> kind of related of not having any game in high school or ever. But at least I had more <laughs> self-awareness of just not even knowing how to like flirt with a woman or let her know that I'm interested without just being super awkward about it. But I, yeah, that was I mean, before before I knew what he had done in the past, <laughs> yeah. this just came across as like someone who's try like coming across too intense trying too hard to yeah. express a romantic interest in a friend who's probably not interested in the same way mm-hmm. in a in yeah. a in a creepy gamer gate this might exactly. this yeah, might yeah. this might go down the road towards turning him into an incel kind of way this is <laughs> obviously this was in 2002 or 3 i think this episode came out so obviously pre-Gamergate, but the seeds are there. Yeah. And it also explains why only one student has a really old cell phone is the other thing. Yeah, yeah. 2004, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I found it all all really cringy in a really Mm -hmm. realistic way. Like, and it's why you you, as a lady maybe shouldn't be nice to the social outcast. (laughs) Then they will turn into a stalker immediately. Well, especially this social outcast who you know for a fact beats girls. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. indicator yeah. of not dating them. Well, I mean, I should say Emma is your, very much the uh, liberal do-gooder mm-hmm. of the series. So, like, she's introduced, she's a, she's a vegetarian, and then she, like, goes for all the, like, liberal causes. And even some that I don't even agree with, like, genetically modified foods and stuff, she had a campaign against in one of the episodes. <laughs> but, uh... And so the idea that she would feel like a guilt at just like being a complete asshole to somebody continually and not believing in rehabilitation, it, it fits her character. At yeah, least, put it yeah. fair enough. Uh, yeah, the, the old school flip phones did make me feel a twinge of nostalgia. <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, yeah, I miss those. There's something satisfying about that flip to answer it. Yeah, I do. I do like the flip phone. I'll be, I'll be honest. Yeah. And then when you were mad, you could shut the flip. Like, yeah, exactly. Ah! You can't slam your phone down now. Right? I can, but yeah. I do it on like a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they did this, so we did the got something on your shirt thing, but then Jimmy sticks Classy. up for Rick a little, and now Spinner's like, what the fuck's going on here? I thought we were on the same page of a, you know bullying this kid. And he's like, we're quiz brothers now. Yeah, exactly. They bonded over quiz. And that's when uh, Rick taunts Spinner with the X sign. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, I think the show's doing a pretty good job of portraying Rick getting like a little too big for his britches too, like, and which comes across in the next scene too. Of like, it's almost they might be going for kind of like a manic kind of vibe where suddenly he just thinks nothing can go wrong and everything's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Because then we, because the next scene is at his house where he's being fitted for a suit by his mom, and Toby shows up, and basically, uh, Rick just brags to his mom about how cool they are now, and now they're going to run the school in a few years. And Toby's like, "I don't know what you're smoking right now, but sure, I'll play along." Also, if by fitted for a suit you mean draped in the oversized fabric of what might be a suit, then yes, that's what's happening, because this is still 2004 when everyone wore their suits exceptionally large. Those were the days. Let's bring that back. Yeah, I don't mind it. That's my flub, you know. Sometimes I watch old episodes of West Wing and I'm like, oh my god, why is your tie down to your knee? 
<laughs> it's called compensating, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we go back to Joey's house and uh, Craig. Yeah, how's that deal going on the real estate? <laughs> Is he having sex with that sex stuff realtor yet? Because if not, What's I don't care. On? Is he going to close the escrow? Yeah, I'll close the escrow. I may have mentioned this trap I fall into before with certain actors that are actors I see on TV or whatever, but I certainly fell into it with Sydney, which is she, you know, I looked at her credits. She's not in anything, but she reminds me of somebody and I can't figure out who it is. And that just bothers Uh, me. And that's worse because there's like no way to figure out who this is until it's just like. How about, is it the lady from Northern Exposure? Um, They both. Have the pixie cuts. We need that. It was definitely somebody with a pixie cut, though. See? Yeah, it's one of those. This is where IMDb needs to have, like, a uh, <laughs> other actors who vaguely resemble this actor <laughs> page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> May remind you of. That would be great. Yeah, I'm always slipping mm. jimmies. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah. Uh, Craig's still sick, but Joey's like, well, I gotta stay home and fix this. And then Craig's like, well, then I'm out of here because I don't want to be around you. And then I guess he's just mad because he doesn't think the house will sell for enough. But I'm like, that's really no business of yours, Craig. But whatever. I i didn't care about this plot line anyway, so. <laughs> well, I feel better about not caring about it if you didn't care about it. <laughs> I don't know. How are they going to finance that? What's his credit rating? <laughs> to be fair, I did. The reason I chose this as my very special episode was for that plot, this plot line. <laughs> Talking this, this, about this. love triangles and realtors and how to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> People gotta learn. So then outside Degrassi, uh, Rick is talking with Emma and thanks him for convincing him to stay on the team and then does the awkward flirting we talked about where he's like, you're my guide. We're together now. We'll be together forever. He doesn't actually say that, but you can tell it's in his... He says some of it, and yeah. it is really weird. Yeah. Hey! My, uh... My thoughts are on sale today. Two for a penny. You can pay me later. Okay. Um, thank you for talking to me. You know about Jimmy. When you speak, I listen. You're my guide. Well, I'm glad things worked out. I know you'd make friends. Man. But it does ring true, just... though, too, you know? Oh, very true. Too true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this yeah. could just be a very special episode on what to do when all of a sudden the creepy guy likes you too much. Yeah. Because people don't talk about it. And then like it'll be like, uh, you're my guide. You're my eternity. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. Then, like, what are you supposed to do there? I don't know. Right. What should she do? The lady person. I mean, Some cool older lady, cafeteria lady could, like, tell her, like, how to put down men. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, All I know getting... is if he asks her to help move a couch, she should say no. <laughs> <laughs> or move the couch from the back. But, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Don't, don't move couches. So then he talks with Jimmy about how pumped he is for the quiz bowl. And he kind of, like, intimates how, like, they're besties now, too, and Jimmy's kind of like, I guess, I mean, I I don't hate you anymore, I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't hate yeah, you, but is. I also don't want to be seen with you. <laughs> yeah, or just, like, we're not, like, gonna hang out now. <laughs> right. Just, 
I you still do that sex crime, and it's still like <laughs> and they probably one. just don't have a lot in common either. You know, they they clearly have a knowledge of sports trivia in common. Yeah, I guess. Uh, then we see Paige for the first time, and she makes fun of Rick's suit because uh, she needed to be in the episode, I guess. But uh, she's the one with the cell phone. The yeah. only kid with the cell phone. Oh, yeah. And so then upon watching further, maybe I was like, maybe this scene was just to establish that she has a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. I take it she's the, the queen bee of the school. Yeah, she's kind of the mean girl who then ends up, of course, having a conscience eventually. But Yeah, I gathered that from context. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we go to the quiz bowl, which is called Whack Your Brain. Okay, so qu- I have a question. <laughs> go, yeah, For our Canadian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All zero of you. All zero of you. Is this a thing in Canada? Do you broadcast your quiz bowl matches in the form of a game show on TV in the middle of the day? Live, live, live with everyone else watching. Yeah. And is okay. This is what I thought you were going to ask. Because based on Degrassi, <laughs> the answer is yes. And the student body is way into it. My other question about the student body and Canada is whacking something you can do to your brain. Is that like study and masturbate with your brain? <laughs> What's up, Canada? Let us know. Canada, you so kinky. So yeah, this is basically like that time that Zach rickrolled the nerds in the quiz bowl (laughs) with with his knowledge of Movem shimming up. But but if that was broadcast on TV in the middle of the day and everyone was watching. (laughs) So they didn't broadcast, I don't think. No, I, I think it was just like an after-school activity kind yeah. of a thing. Like normal although quiz Although I feel polls. like they, although to be fair, I think there's Boy Meets World, I think they broadcast quiz shows on it. Yeah, uh, Maybe it was like a 90s teen thing that Degrassi picked up on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I honestly forget, did I ever tell the story of when I was on a high school quiz show that was broadcast? I don't remember this, do you, Austin? I do not. <laughs> Okay, I guess I didn't get to a last teen quiz show. Um, <laughs> in Oregon, we did have one, and I joined the quiz team, and I did okay enough to get on the team, and it was our school against a school who always won. And the sets weren't as neon as this one said. It was more, like, stated, and it was on, like, a local affiliate, like, two or three Saturdays after. And anyways, we lost, but I did get to do the lightning round. Nice. Yeah, we, we definitely lost. It was called High Five, which I think is a little better than Brain Whack. And it did have, like, vaporwave hands high-fiving. So nice. if one wants to figure that out, it might be on the internet, but probably it's not. See, David, <laughs> see, David I feel like we had something like this in our high school, but it was just called the, like, Academic Decathlon. And it was oh, just, and it was just bad, run yeah. like a competition. Like, there was no, like, sets oh. or game show hosts or light-up scoreboards or anything. Yeah, you guys would have done it if you had a podium and a button, right? And, you know, an Alex Trebek stand-in and... A guy. Yeah. Yeah. In middle school, I was on, like, a math team. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? I, well, it was mostly written tests. Like, we just show up to schools and then we just... (laughs) That doesn't make good TV at all. That's not fun at all, David. (laughs) Well, I did come up with the highest score. I don't know if it was of the team by the end of the year or of something, but I won, like, a 
TI-82 calculator. So that was like 150 Whoa. bucks in my pocket. All this sounds like to me is that you got duped into doing extra math homework as a competition. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then there's <laughs> always then that point you where you see a question on a test, and I have no idea what it even means. <laughs> <It's basically laughs> like I was never taught factorials before that, and then I have a question with these numbers with an exclamation point after them. I'm like, I don't even, what, what is this? <laughs> Those are serious numbers, David. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. You got a calculator because I rented one from my school and lost it, so I had to pay for it. Uh, that was stupid. Good job winning a calculator, but that your quiz show doesn't sound any good. I feel like they. I feel like <laughs> there's still a racket out there where you still need them for schools, and it's no. The phones can do graphing now. Yeah, I'm but sure. then I thought the textbooks are still only ref. Like it's like some sort of like. Monopoly that Texas Instruments has gotten on, like the yeah, thing. it's all the like text corporate. Books are rip off. Yeah, it's it sucks. Anyways, poor kids. Um, so basically, Rick saves the day answering a sports question that Jimmy couldn't get about golf. You know, which Jimmy later <laughs> says isn't a real sport, anyways. So waka waka. Uh, <laughs> It's as real as any sport, Jimmy. And so by answering that, then Rick is also super excited and grabs Emma's hand and won't let go. And it's weird and awkward again. Uh, The next scene is in the bathroom where Jimmy and Rick are. And Jimmy just compliments Rick and they kind of have a little moment of respect again. And then Spinner and Jay walk in and they act impressed too. But what they're really doing is just making sure that Rick is the one doing the lightning round so they can set something up. But we won't know about that because we want to go to Joey's house, right? <laughs> yeah. I need to know how the escrows going. The, did they get the notary did, to watch them sign the five? Did the, the house pass the home inspection? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that he qualifies for the FHA loan is what I want to know. So, yeah, is it his first house? <laughs> yeah. So, so now Sid comes back to the house and Joey apologizes and Sid decides to help. So Here's yeah. the line I like. This is what I'm talking about where they're like really soap opera horned up. Like <laughs> the lady, the boy says something, I don't know. And the lady's like, say something else to make me stay. I'm sorry I'm late. No problem. You're here. I, uh... I really appreciate that. Say something else to make me stay. (laughs) (laughs) So steamy. (laughs) You could hear the woos, right? I thought that, yeah, this didn't have woos, so we had to do them. (laughs) Uh, The next scene, we're back at the quiz bowl. Whack your brain. Uh, Whack it. (laughs) Whack it good. Uh, Rick wins the quiz bowl on the lightning round by getting, I don't know, questions right. Um, I, yeah. First of all, they asked him a bunch of Canadian trivia, and I was like, Canadian trivia doesn't count. <laughs> um, then I also liked that they at least had him get one wrong in the right lightning round. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't just that he answered every single question correctly. <laughs> these are these writers are thinking. They're I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, and then finally, I also love that... Uh, at various times, you see the scoreboard increase by one when it's supposed to increase by ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, in Rick's moment of adulation and victory, paint falls on him, and then feathers behind it. 
Uh, he gets Nickelodeon slash Carrie slash. I was gonna say, yeah, he got he got carried. <laughs> yeah. Did he forget to carry the one? <laughs> I, I I assume that's an intentional reference by the show. Oh, I'm you? sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So I guess to these bullies' credit, they didn't use pig's blood. They just yeah. Used- <laughs> Pain. Although now I kind of wish they had used pig's blood. <laughs> I feel yeah. like going the pig's blood route would be too on the nose and too problematic <laughs> yeah. for this show, as in the, like they just had pig's blood available. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, also, even before I found out that they were doing this to a sex criminal, I did kind of like how they waited until the school won. To- <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> they were like, well, I mean, we're going to get, I mean, it's good for the school if we win yeah, this yeah, thing. So let's make sure he wins the thing, then let's humiliate him. Yeah, it probably aired during the credit sequence of the quiz yeah. show. <laughs> it's the freeze frame when, like, all the credits are rolling up at the end of it. That would be pretty good, yeah. Uh, everyone in the audience finds this hilarious. Uh Rick kind of storms off. Emma finds Rick in the hallway and talks about how it just makes the people who did it look bad and is trying to give him a bit of a pop talk, which, of course, then prompts Rick to just grab Emma and kiss her. And uh, He, like, leans in for a kiss. And by the way, he's still covered in the paint. I'm like, dude, you're covered in gunk. I don't care if she did love you. Don't kiss her when you're covered in gunk like that. <laughs> goo on her shirt is so terrible for her. Yeah, she's not happy. And <laughs> it's, well, she goes off on him and basically like, love you. I don't, if she said she just felt sorry for him and pitied him and then kind of <laughs> gives him a disgusted look and walked away. And Who is the smartest guy in the school in the whole city? loved me. I felt sorry for you. I pitied you. Get a clue. I mean, it probably wasn't the greatest of reactions, but it's an understandable one because I don't know what else you'd do. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, what if a gloopy man kissed you? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) I was saying, like... Terrible to be kissed by a gloopy man. Putting aside the fact <laughs> of what Rick did in the past, I kind of yeah. identified with him being super awkward and just being like, oh, she probably wants to kiss me and then screwing it up. And 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 part of the reason I'll give him, like, not even a pass is a strong term, but like say, yeah, I can kind of see it is because he's a teen. But that also applies to Emma. And while her reaction was exceptionally harsh, she's also a teen and is going to be emotional and be emotional back at him so it's just all teens yelling at each other which shouldn't end up the way it does end up in the end but you know yeah it will because like when austin was covered in paint and kissed me in high school i did yell at him afterwards <laughs> with good cause because <laughs> he was all gloopy austin why don't you just go home and wash off some of the glue i know <laughs> well i mean i think we're obviously getting the idea that rick is Still not mentally stable and uh, is not having a good time of it. But what do we really care about? True. (laughs) I care about the escrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, so Caitlin now comes back, who's Joey's current girlfriend. She's a reporter and has been off on a story, I guess. Well, she makes some comment about how, like, she just left the 
AIDS camp or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so like my first reaction was like, oh, so she's like a like, you know, doctors without borders kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And like he ditched the the sexed up realtor to be with her. And then she like left it, you know, didn't like break up with him, but was just like, oh, now I have to go be do a humanitarian thing in Africa. So I'm not gonna see you for months. And it's like, oh, he's with her, but now the hot sexed up realtor. Well, you find she's a reporter? I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? And the <laughs> She's reporting, Austin. I guess. And she wants to know why his ex-girlfriend's name is on the front lawn. Wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) Now we go back where Rick is still covered in paint. He comes home. And he makes sure his parents are gone. Then he goes to his dad's, like, uh, office. So he calls them father and mother, which was another time I just wanted to bully this kid more. You know who else (laughs) called his mother mother? Norman Bates. Mike Pence? No, wait, that's his wife. Yeah, I know. It is worse. worse In fact, if I hadn't seen his mother putting that ill-fitting suit on him, now knowing (laughs) what I know, I'd question if she wasn't like a desiccated husk upstairs. Right, right. Husk mom, yeah. So he goes to his dad's office and gets his dad's gun to be continued. And breakfast club. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought he was just going to like get his dad's booze or something. I kept hoping he would just like get drunk and not get a gun. <laughs> but he did. And this is Canada. It's harder to get a gun in Canada. You know? Oh, right. Yeah, How did he get that? Huh? Plus, now that I know that he's like a violent criminal, this becomes a lot more ominous than it did even when I watched it the first time. Well, there's something to be said about people who do, like, gun violence and domestic abuse. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's, like, a link there, and now that Mm. I know he's a domestic abuser, this becomes even more charged. Yeah. Now, I assume we both watched the next, we all, both. All three of us watched the next episode. <laughs> Wait, there's I another did. episode? Goodbye. I thought that was the end <laughs> of Degrassi. <laughs> uh, so we start off with them showing Rick grabbing the gun again. and then we Yeah, David, I do have to give you props for a to-be-continued on a gun grab. This got very dark. It was very special. And uh, I guess we've already done a few on gun violence, but not teen gun violence yeah. so here we go that's school school gun violence yeah the best kind <laughs> although i guess kind of a little bit with austin was the 90210 the gun one no i haven't oh. done the 90210 gun one yet okay. no we did an arrow about yes we solved gun violence already. <laughs> yeah 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 if yeah, only rick but... was in a post arrow world this exactly exactly yeah uh yeah where where the two sides came together and came up with a solution that was acceptable to both sides, and that's all it took. I don't know why it's so difficult. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it is quite the hook for it to be continued. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Just, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Things are getting real. Uh, so, then we go to the picnic area, and Emma and Toby are discussing the quiz bowl and whether it can even air now because of the pain. And JT and Danny, who are new to YouTube, but, uh, they're there, too, and they're just laughing about it and how funny they find it. And this is probably where you two are confused, like, so is everybody in this school a bully? But it makes yeah. a little more sense why right. they're more accepting of this behavior, at least. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then they see Rick walking back to school, still covered in paint and feathers and 
la- are laughing more, and I'm like, I'd be pretty freaked out by that point if he's just like moping right. around school still, yeah, covered like, in paint. And now I understand there's clearly some mental issues going on here as to why he didn't clean himself up. But there is still part yeah. of me that feels like the school would have been like, why don't you just take the afternoon off, pal? Yeah, and I guess I get the feeling that, like, the adults didn't really find him in time, I feel like, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess not, but they were shown to be somewhat negligent. Like, the quiz show teacher's okay, yeah. the principal sucks. Yeah. So, so just again, this kid went all the way home, asked for his mother and father, and got a gun, and didn't change into fresh pants. Yep. Shows his state of mind, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's a good warning sign to look out for people if yeah. they're covered in Nickelodeon paint and mm-hmm. confetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially if they didn't say I don't know beforehand. Then you gotta be like, well, why did you end up like this? Um, right? It's starting to look like a real Joker opening night screaming <laughs> up in there. <laughs> uh, so Toby runs up to Rick and reassures him that the principal's gonna find out who did it. and then, But Rick seems to think that detention would be too good a fate for them. Uh, then Do they call it Degrassi detention? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, we'll Degr- check that. Degrenchen? Is that what you're going? Degrenchen. It's not just detention, it's Degrenchen. That's the spinoff. You guys uh, start working on that thing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but then Rick ominously tells Toby. This is the one time I actually want to be at school. Dun, dun, dun. Which <laughs> wait, he does want to be there for this. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, I feel like uh, uh, when he's like, "Oh, detention would be too good for them." Toby could have been like, "Yeah, well, was it too good for you when you were beating on that girl?" <laughs> he could have been. Because <laughs> I would want to stay home during a school. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good day to skip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any day was good to skip. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> we we go to a classroom and the principal is on the, you know, like the closed circuit TV just chastising everybody. <laughs> Question. <laughs> yes. Is, is everything at this school conducted via video? <laughs> and live. So much More pressure. I so do yeah, feel- the the quiz bowl was airing live, and the principal was like watching it in his office, going. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> they have live footage. Ours took a couple weeks, but they're mm-hmm. all hooked up. Yeah, I do. To to be fair to the show, I think when it first started, and they like were introducing the Degrassi High School, there was a lot of like the teachers promoting how technologically advanced it was going to be for... Ah, I see. It's a Canadian super school. Yeah, which is what, like, so Mr. Simpson is the IT teacher there, and they have, like, their computer labs, and so some of it made sense. Although we did have, I I was trying to think in my middle school, we had the TVs, but I don't know if we ever had live feeds or not. Yeah, I don't think that, like, I mean, like, our school, both our high school and middle school had, like, you know, a TV hanging in the corner of each classroom Mm. that you could, like, watch videos and shit on, but it wasn't like the principal could just, like, come on every TV in every classroom (laughs) and be like, attention, students, here's an important announcement today. It did have a very big brother vibe to it, you know? Right, right. Uh, I guess guess since they save so much money on prescription meds up in Canada, they can reinvest uh, it in their schools. Sad. (laughs) 
Our school, we had to wheel in the TV every time. Oh, yeah? I'm jealous you guys had mounted TVs, yeah. but at least when you saw one come in, you're like, oh, yeah, movie day. <laughs> oh, yeah, nap time. Nap time. <sighs> so JT and Toby are talking, and JT is just like, I hope this convinces Rick to leave. Toby is kind of like, well, he's kind of my friend now, but whatever. <laughs> And then JT taunts him. The next scene is the parking lot, and uh, Spinner is just gloating about his prank, but Jimmy's unimpressed. And then Jimmy and Spinner basically get in a fight over it, where Jimmy's just like, leave the kid alone now. I was like, yeah, kick his ass, Drake, but now I'm conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, think that's what you're supposed to feel, it's conflicted. uh, uh, Also, also, like, Spinner needs to settle down. It wasn't that great of a prank. I know, I know. (laughs) Oh, did you see those feathers, man? Oh, and I'm like, yeah, it's just, it was paint feathers, guys. Like, It's not that great of a TV prank, but to actually pull it off in real life would be very difficult. Yeah, no, like, you're, you're right. I'm I'm grading this on the curve of, like, yeah. they dunked Carrie in pig's blood. That was a prank. <laughs> it's the best he could do not going to a special magnet prank school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> This was an A Degrassi prank, but uh, principal stanky. Yeah, (laughs) B minus C. Yeah, C C for uh, what was the school's name? Valley. It was Valley. Yeah, Valley. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Booberries. Oh, Mr. Booberries. (laughs) He's a good dog. He's a good dog. Um, um, is this the part in Degrassi where they have an NBA Jam NFL hockey fight? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Drake gets into a fight. You know, Drake's yeah. wailing on Spinner. Yeah. Right. With a basketball yeah. on the court. Mm-hmm. This this is also where I once again dinged the the authority figure here where he like breaks up the fight. He's like, hey, hey, save it for the game. Yeah. And I'm like, shouldn't you be more concerned that two kids were just pummeling each other? Yeah, he's the... Uh, PE teacher slash coach, so yeah. I think he kind of secretly likes the aggression too. He's like, "Yeah, that's that's how men act." It just reminded me of how like there's entire generations of students have been let down by useless educators who just <laughs> didn't know how to handle like bullying and fights yeah. and confrontations. Just let boys be boys, <sighs> right? Yeah, save it for the field, True. cupcake. Mm. I hope it's better now, but I know it's like not. Well, I think it's better. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's not great. Yeah. So we've got a student who has a gun and he's walked into the high school and he's obviously very mentally disturbed at the moment. So the one thing we as an audience would like to see at the moment is more about this house, right? Hey, (laughs) how's that deal coming? What's their API looking like? Uh, Caitlin does not want Joey to sell the house, and he's like, and she thinks, you know, that he's lived there so long, it's just not worth selling, he can't do it, and Joey's like, I gotta do what I gotta do, I don't know what you want <laughs> to be to say. And that's, that's the scene. So now, <laughs> back to the gun. Yeah, we go back to the classroom, and Rick is just kind of standing in a room as kids are just laughing at him, and then Paige comes up to him and is kind of like, it calls the the paint and feather sickening, which again seems a bit extreme. Yeah, like, again, like it's not pig's blood. People settle yeah, down. Exactly, it's not like they you know castrated him or anything. But uh, <clears throat> but as she as she comes up to him, you can they have a shot of Rick like grabbing the gun with kind of an intent that maybe he's going to use it on her. But then when she like kind of is on his side, he puts it away. So 
kind of saved his life, I guess. Her life, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Just being that one act of kindness. This is where, so then she says, you know, sickening, you know, we're not friends, but, you know, I don't agree with what was done. And then he says, I'm sorry for hurting Terry, which is the reference Ah, to... See, I wrote down hurting Terry, question mark. That was one of the things I was going to ask you, like, what was that a reference to? And now I I know. Hmm. Which I just thought he like shot somebody named Terry off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Which of course, a what he did to Terry and being like painted and feathered isn't like on the same level, so it's not like we're even now. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Secondly, I don't know. Saying like I'm sorry, I put your friend in a coma just doesn't seem to have like a whole bunch of weight to it to me. But did he beat her into a coma? No, she fell downstairs. No, he pushed her. And then oh, she shit. fell onto a rock. On a rock. Oh, man. So the rock's fault. I don't know what yeah. all your people's problems are. Uh, and I are. guess I'm, I'm not really <laughs> trying to, like, make him sound innocent in that or anything. He violently shoved her, and that's why. I, he didn't intentionally, like, beat her to the point of a coma. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm making a distinction without a difference. Uh, but Sure, yeah. I do. I, I I think there's a distinction between yeah. like pummeling someone into a coma and being physically forceful, and yeah. as a byproduct of that, they end up in a coma. But it's not acceptable either way. I guess my question is: Does the Rock join the cast later? <laughs> <laughs> I think simply because my heart would not be able to take it, they refrain from doing so. Because <laughs> just the a cool rock with a dark. Oh, I thought you were just talking about the rock. Oh no, yeah, no, she no. met the well, rock that could... comatose the girl. Like, does the oh, rock yeah. join the quiz <laughs> yeah. team at some point? <laughs> no, it could be played by the rock. He'd probably be pretty little <laughs> at the time, at least for him. This show has the problem a lot of soap opera has, which is there's a lot of people who do inexcusable things, but then they keep them on as regular cast members, and eventually it's like right. they can't be the villain the entire time. So then they like end up becoming friends with everybody. I'm like. Yeah, but you distributed nude pictures of this person last season. I don't know if everyone should be, like, hunky-dory with you now. But See also comic books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, any just any, like, long-form serial narrative, yeah. that's, that's what happens is you get a villain, and if it's a good villain, people like seeing stories with that villain, but they can only be a villain for so long, and so then the mm-hmm. edges start getting sanded off, and then pretty soon... They're hanging out with the heroes, and every once in a while, you're like, "Wait, you did this heinous thing once yeah. upon a time, and now everyone's cool with it." You like tried to commit genocide, <laughs> right? Uh. Anyways, uh, and maybe that's why, just in the meta narrative, you start. I think long term watchers would sympathize a little more with Rick than just hearing on it, hearing about it at this episode, because just as TV watchers were trained to start forgiving people a little easier than we should. Right, right. So... How's the real estate? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this was just... uh, Yeah, so, yeah. Basically, that's what... Yeah, so he puts the gun away, and then he kind of puts his clothes in the locker, and you kind of get the idea that maybe Rick is having a change of heart about all this, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he's second-guessing himself after Paige kind of apologizes or whatnot. 
And then we go back to real estate because that's what we're caring about. Yeah, come on. And Caitlin goes to Sid's office and, of course, just wants to buy the house because I guess she has the funds to do so. Must... Reporting must be lucrative. Yeah, it must be nice having rich girlfriends. Yeah, right. <laughs> or maybe he hates it. Spoiler. Uh, well, we'll get to that because he's a TV <laughs> man and they can't accept help from nobody. Uh <laughs> So now we go back to the bathroom, and Rick is kind of washing up, up and his urge to kill is fading, fading. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then Spinner and Jay walk in, and he kind of ducks into a stall. But then Spinner and Jay realize he's in the stall, although Spinner is obtuse about it because Spinner's an idiot. But uh, So Jay has to lead Spinner to the idea that the, now they basically frame Jimmy for doing it just to get themselves off the hook, I guess. Jimmy set the whole thing up perfectly. The way he got all those easy sports questions wrong. Yeah, and made sure uh, Psycho Boy was all alone in the final round. Never would have happened without a man on the inside. Although they kind of implicate themselves too. They're just like, it's always good to have a man on the inside. So it's like, it's not like he thinks you guys didn't do it. He just thinks Jimmy did it in addition to you, too. So I don't know what you solved except implicating Jimmy, too. Uh, right. But hearing that Jimmy was involved, Rick's urge to kill has risen again. Significantly. <laughs> he is upset. So we go to the hallway and Jimmy and Rick finds Jimmy. And Jimmy's kind of like, how's it going? This is kind of BS. I hope you're doing all right. And uh, Rick is having none of it. He thinks uh, Jimmy was in on it. And Jimmy's like, I didn't have anything to do with it. But before really any conversation happens, uh, Rick pulls out a gun. And Jimmy is scared and runs away. And then Rick shoots him. Look, I'm really sorry about everything. Okay? And if those guys give you any more problems, I got your back. You stabbed me in the back. What? You set the whole thing up. Rick, come on, I defended you. Is that real? The whole time you pretended to be my friend. You made me do this. Ah! Holy fuck, you guys. I was not <laughs> expecting that. Like... Give Degrassi credit, most school shooting shows don't actually have a shooting in them. Like, mm-hmm. it, it gets to the point of, like, the kid brings the gun and then something happens. Or it's like, Drake's just running down the hall and suddenly he got shot in the back by this, what I now know to be a sex criminal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like it's fairly, well, I think it's well done. And because, like, he, you see him pull the gun out, and then that's where Drake, you know, kind of sees it and then gets like, is that real? And then kind of tries to talk him down, but pretty much just runs away, because what else are you going to do at that point? Right. And then even when Rick shoots him, he, he, they clearly show him closing his eyes as he's doing it. Like, it's tough for Rick to do it, too. It's not like he suddenly just became, like, a supervillain or anything, but still does it, and obviously that's... Not framed as a good thing or anything. It's yeah, this was dark. It actually went there, and mm-hmm. 
I think this is where Drake got his nickname of May I Spoil. They won't even go into this. He called yes. Wheelchair Jimmy yeah. from here on out because I believe he becomes paralyzed. Yes. We don't see the Obviously, it's long for him. But yeah, for the rest of his tenure on the show, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> he's Wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> Which is great. Like, they have stakes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Things happening. You can't imagine that happening on, say, 90210 or Saved by the Bell, for instance. Those other hot teens wouldn't get subjected to a wheelchair. They'll just date somebody with it and then yeah. scorn them. Well, although someone, like on that. I, someone on 90210 did shoot themselves to death. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll do that episode Hello. someday. Cool. Well, I mean, but then again, as a as I'd go with nine hundred two one zero, I feel like most shows wouldn't have this happen to major characters. It's always like a secondary one that you don't have to really yeah. deal with the ramifications. Even when Scott got shot, it was I mean he wasn't uh, extra or a first timer, but he mm-hmm. certainly wasn't like one of the. He was part of the cast, but he wasn't one of the main cast and had been drifting away from the main cast at the point when they got, when, when he was shot. So yeah, this, well, let's just say one of the, uh, the N when promoting one of the new seasons of Degrassi way back when it was Degrassi, it goes there. It really does. I'm really learning a lot about these teens and escrow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm learning about the systemic effects of how violence builds on violence and also the ins and outs of Canadian <laughs> real estate. <laughs> well, this this show also has a problem of many dramas and soap operas, which is like it'll take like things that are happening in the real world, real world stories, and then it presents them to, you know, you know, as like, oh, this is how like a school shooting could work or something like that. But it's like. All these things have happened to teens, but not all of them happened to the same teens. Yeah. And like, when you go through the list of like what these kids have gone through, you're like, I don't even think they can function in society after yeah. like, no, getting gonorrhea and, and then too. being anorexic and then having to deal yeah. with a school shooting and then... A plane crashed in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, Kelly has bulimia and a coke addiction, and she got amnesia that one time she was shot, and she was (laughs) raped, and... Mm -hmm. So this nerd murderer is still doing all of this with the goo on him. Yep, he never washes off. He He doesn't. Now that's what I call frosted tips. (laughs) 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 I just had to work that in. I had it written down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So they actually show some blood here, right? When he goes down, when Jimmy goes down, I think from his back. Yeah, yeah it's it's not your like '80s clean shot or some TV where like you don't see anything. Like, oh, no. <laughs> but oh, it's no. not like a huge squib yeah, either. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the realistic amount would be because I feel like all we have to go on is TV and yeah, TV. which which yeah. spans a whole spectrum yeah. of like amounts of blood, but uh. Jimmy goes down and he's pretty much unconscious at that point. And then sickly Craig comes across Jimmy and is just kind of shocked and appalled at what he's seeing and trying to process that and probably wishing he stayed home. Uh, Exactly. Then uh, we cut to a bunch of students running by Sean, Emma and Toby. And of course they're like, "Hmm, I guess I got to see what they're running from and and go investigate (laughs) to find Rick wandering the hall with a gun. 
I'm sure that'll turn out fine. Yeah, well, he does start by apologizing to Emma for kissing her, which is a start. (laughs) But then blames her for flirting with him, which is probably the opposite of a start. Yeah, like, oh, here we go. This is where the incel comes into it. Yeah, exactly. They're really touching on some stuff that really didn't get much notoriety until later with like this, right. this kind of incel behavior. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I yeah, kissed yeah. you without your permission, but you, you want, you made me do it with your being attractiveness. Yeah. Degrassi went there. Mm-hmm. And so then Sean tries to talk Rick down, but uh, Rick thinks he's like, it's too late for me. I've already shot somebody. This isn't going to go well. And so then he points the gun at Emma, and then Sean wrestles with him, and then the gun goes off. And this is the point where, obviously, Sean is a character, and he means mm-hmm. something to you, and I'm like, Drake just got shot? This guy? I don't even know who he is. He just got <laughs> well, shot. This kind of comes back to my point. I mean, Sean's uh, a main character. He was like, his first appearance was like in the fourth or fifth episode of yeah. the series. To me, he's just a random dude in the hallway who's like, I'm gonna wrestle with this guy and get the gun away, and he gets shot. He's he's the bad boy with the heart of gold who dated Emma for a while, and then she he's dating someone else in this one. Some of this, I didn't even remember where everyone's status was, but then you see him with Ellie later, so I'm like, oh, I guess this is this is when he, like most teens on TV, somehow ends up living by on his own for some reason. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure how that works out, but uh, that's beside the point. There is part of me that feels like Toby should have been the one to wrestle with Rick and be a part of that. But at the same time, at my theory about them just never really being interested in Toby as a character beyond much. They're like, well, Sean's the bad boy, cool guy that everyone loves. So we're going to have him be the hero here. So <laughs> Maybe that's to get sponsored by Canada, they had to keep the dorky Canadian kid alive. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sean lived too, but... Oh, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> technically we don't know what happened, because we... Right, right. We flash to the school where the police... Uh, outside the school, I should say. The police are everywhere. Toby's mom shows up, and they're like, she's alright, you can let her in. And I'm like, would they really let that happen? But there, I have a lot of questions about the police handling of this situation <laughs> at this point. And, uh-huh. and who is where and how and why, it yeah. seems. This is where maybe we've just had so many school shootings now in our lifetime that like the process has become refined to what it is now, but there is a lot of like... The school's on lockdown, but they're letting in this parent, but they're not letting mm-hmm. the kids out, but the kids also don't know what's going on, and yeah. that seems, like, dangerous, too, and... And I think some of the kids not going on, it just doesn't even compute today, because they'd all have cell phones and figure it out themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, right? again, I, that's... I I, yeah. I, I don't... My, my problem is... If you're going to keep them on lockdown, someone had to tell them they're on lockdown and that someone could have been like, there's a shooter in the school, duck and cover. That's why we're not letting you out instead of just stay in this classroom. You can't leave. Why? Yeah, exactly. I can't tell you that. And then run. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and we do see Jimmy being wheeled out on a gurney. And he better get used to those wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did question if he should be on his back on the gurney since that's where he got shot. But I guess there's no good place to put someone when they've been shot yeah i guess i didn't think about i have no idea yeah going back a second Mm -hmm. to that classroom when they're in lockdown 
Like they just, there's a little polite knock on the door and then they open it. And it's like, <laughs> was that the code guy? Yeah, right. <laughs> Again, like I just, I questioned the whole process. Yeah, we don't, I don't know who knows what. This is, that scene actually comes later, but yeah. yeah okay, well then, yeah. spoiler. It is, a, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it is a question of like who knows what. Like at this point, did the teachers at least know that the danger is over yet? I don't know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Well, it was over. Well, I'm sure there's more danger in the future for well, Degrassi. Well, definitely, students. there's more danger in the future. <laughs> uh, so, what are we really concerned about, though? Jimmy being wheeled away in a gurney? No. Or the house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I I think this is a pretty good episode. Their pacing does leave something to be desired. Now, maybe this is supposed to, like, show how out of nowhere something like this can be. Because the idea is Joey's talking with Caitlin. And he kind of... <laughs> I did kind of like the line where he's like... You are not going to believe this, but there's already an offer on the house. Already? It's great. Sydney has really come through, and it's 10% above market value. 10%? Oh, go Sydney. <laughs> Which I liked, but then uh, Joey then dropped says he already knows Caitlyn bought it, and then of course he's pissed about it for toxic masculinity reasons. I yeah, don't I, I don't know. Spoiler alert: anyone, man or woman, can like <laughs> buy what I'm selling for ten percent above the market value. Like, yeah. if you want to buy me a house, I'm cool with it. Yeah, whatever, dude. TV guys <laughs> have got to get over these weird ass hangups. Yeah. If the lady you were already dating and presumably liked bought your house, you'd be like, I don't even care if I don't like the lady. If someone wants to buy my house at 10% market value, sounds good. Someone wants if everybody to- wants to marry Austin, yeah, all right. it costs is market price. How far price. would you go for this house, Austin? Look, I'm just saying. I think saying, he's going all the way. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Um, <laughs> what, would, what would Christy be comfortable with you doing to, to get this out? I mean, it depends on how much over market value we're talking. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, oh, someone wants to be my sugar mama and just pay me to be fit and attractive. Sounds good to me. I don't, you know, it's like, my job gives me purpose, bullshit. Like, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, they get then, a fo- so they get a phone call. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then she's like, we have to get to Degrassi right now. Just like how whenever we would reference our school, we would always use the full name of the school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that people, we have to get to Apple Valley High School right no. now. <laughs> no, we don't. New class. And then Joey looks kind of confused, but she kind of storms off and he follows her. And I, you'd assume she kind of fills him in pretty quickly, but it does feel like the times when like, we need to do this. I have no time to explain. And it's right. Like, how about you take the five seconds to explain so everyone's on the same page and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that happened off screen pretty like, quickly. I feel like the natural reaction would be like, oh my god, there was a shooting at the school. We need to yeah, get there. Exactly. <laughs> she owns the house, guys. She doesn't have yeah, to yeah, explain herself anymore. So then we go to the cl- a classroom and we see Sean walking by. So now we know he's alive. And, Yay. and the counselor talks to Toby asking about why Rick did it, which I don't know if he should be. She, well, this is I don't know like, if this is like is this the right time for this Yeah, exactly. Like, is this the right time and place for this conversation? <laughs> and and Toby's just declaring that they aren't friends because he's obviously traumatized by this too. And well, and the, okay, so this is the point where like here, in the, 
he kind of repeats that a few times where he's like, he's not, mm-hmm. he wasn't my friend. And I'm like, dude, this is like harsh. Like, I get that this guy did something terrible, but like, mm-hmm. should you really be distancing yourself from like your best friend at this point? Well, now I realize like, mm-hmm. he's not my friend. He was just someone that I was maintaining a cordial relationship with in order to back up my belief in the rehabilitation of criminals. <laughs> I think he was like, they were becoming friends and then this happened. And I frankly, even if they were best friends since kids, like him doing this probably just makes you question everything and you, I don't, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it would be an understandable reaction. Mm-hmm. It, it has shifted in my mind from like, yeah. wow, he just, uh, he want like, this was his best childhood friend. Like, yeah. that's what I was imagining they were to like, yeah, he was just some guy that he was doing to prove that his like liberal bona fides yeah. <laughs> weren't just uh, talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget how he ended up befriending him to begin with. I mean, I assume it's just because it's not like Toby had a lot of friends to begin with. So it's like, well, this someone will hang out with me, so I'll hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, did they have a long friendship montage that happened? Uh, or? <laughs> not that I recall. I'll put it that way. Okay. There were we'll friends for yes, eight then. episodes, I'll put it that way, at most. That's something. Although they did have apparent... I f- only vaguely remember this, but in do- looking up some stuff, there was an episode where they had a bet on who could get the most kisses, I believe, from a woman, which seems <laughs> vaguely problematic. But <laughs> Yeah, never take that bet against the sex Right, okay. I was just going to say, I, mean, I feel like the guy who has a reputation for beating women would lose that bet, but... Although I did, I do think he, I think the, if I remember the episode right, Toby did get more kisses than you'd expect him to get, and then, uh... Yeah. Although maybe the, maybe the sex criminal just, like, dressed up in the Halloween costumes of other more attractive non-sex criminals <laughs> and got the kisses by convincing the girls he was the boyfriend. Yeah, maybe. Wearing the same costume. Uh... And this is where... This is where Archie is, like, laying into the principal, right? Well, yeah, so then, well, Archie Simpson, yeah, he's talking with Emma, and I guess, I I should note, and I guess I brought this up, uh, Emma's pretty much his stepdaughter, maybe officially at this point. Oh, okay. So he's dating her mother, or or is married, I think they got married by this point, is married to her mother, so him talking with her, and him being overly protective, it, it makes sense, like. It's not just some random student to him, not, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. even more so. He He's portrayed as a good teacher, so he cares about all the students, obviously, but this is even more personal to him. And But then the principal just <laughs> wants him, well, he just kind of comes in and is like, instead of talking to your daughter, I want you to look at Rick's emails for warning signs, and this is where they get into a fight, because Mr. Simpson is just like, you just want to cover your own ass on this, and, make, and even though he's been to your office twice in the last well, I, I, I get now, now that I understand the context, yeah. I'm like, forget his emails. Maybe one of the warning signs was when he went to jail for violent <laughs> crime. It is true. Although then he's also being bullied. Uh, well, this is, yeah. So like, at, first, at first, I'm mad at the principal because like, Oh, you want to know the warning sign? The warning sign was probably when he came to your office and was like, hey, I'm being bullied. And you were like, <laughs> go to hell, kid. Mm-hmm. And now I'm still mad at the principal because I'm like, hey, the kid with a history of criminal level domestic violence came into your office and was like, hey, I'm getting picked on. You should probably try to stop that, both because it's not good the kids are getting bullied, but also <laughs> because he's a violent criminal. You don't know how he's going to react to these things. It is true. But, but his emails. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, really, what emails did he have? Did he have, like, a computer class where he had emails on the class computer? Or is he supposed to, this one fucking teacher, supposed to, like, hack into this kid's emails? Did he leave his 
Facebook open? What? Yeah, basically because he's like the IT tech teacher. He knows how to hack into <laughs> kids' emails, I think. It's That's pretty cool, but they shouldn't do it. Although I, I'm thinking the emails are school emails, so he might just have access to all kids' emails if he wants. I don't know. Oh, so you can like check what the menu is at lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just get that cool. broadcast every day on the video monitors, I would assume. <laughs> Live footage from in the lunchroom. Yeah, but it is very much within the principal's character when something like this happens. He just wants to make sure, you know, the school's not liable, basically. You know, this is my first episode of Degrassi, and that was very apparent from the, <laughs> from the principal's actions. Uh, and then as he's leaving, he also notifies them of they'll want to speak to all the witnesses. And I'm like, yeah, very sensitive. There. <laughs> just right, again, I'm like, should, should this all be happening, like, in an active crime scene? I mean, I think the idea that they're all going to talk to the witnesses eventually is true whether it's going to happen immediately is something and whether the principal's first like words to the student should be people are going to want to talk to you is yeah a I, different I, level. I, I, again i i thankfully haven't experienced this firsthand but i feel mm-hmm. like when a school shooting happens yes the police probably interview everyone but they probably yeah. don't interview everyone in the room where the shooting yeah. happened yes yeah definitely uh, we go to the parking lot and Joey's trying to get in to figure out what's going on, but the school's in lockdown. Even though they let that other parent in. Yeah, although I want, I mean, whether- She had a stepson. It was stepson privileges only. Yeah, well, see, I wonder, not that, I don't know how it would really work in the real world. I wonder if their logic in the show is that Toby was involved in the shooting as it was happening and so they're going to let those parents in because they're going to get interviewed by police and whatnot and so you'd want their parent there whereas craig ostensibly had was not involved in any of it although he did come across jimmy and so they wouldn't let joey in but i don't know whether that all meshes with whatever however it actually work i have no idea uh, that that's this is when we go to that classroom where the kids are just kind of locked in there and have no idea what's going on. We got we got some people you haven't met before. I got Hazel, Ashley, and Ellie. And I guess from context, you figured out that Hazel is dating Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought they were brother sister. Nah, maybe I know now that that they I'm they're dating, and that's where I was like, would the school know that and? take that into any sort of extra consideration right. or not but man. regardless uh Paige is the only kid with a cell phone and sh- so she learns that there is a shooting and everyone's kind of shocked to hear that and then Hazel's informed that by a teacher that Jimmy has been shot and she starts crying uh so then we go to Alex and Spinner who are freaking out about this whole thing because they basically like set off this guy <laughs> and then but then Jay is the one who's just like we got to act cool man He's like the one who's like almost has zero morals. I think he's the uh, uber bully. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like <laughs> whatever we have to do to escape consequences. Is what we have to do, and that's where does that mean he bullies people over Uber? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is the uber bully. He uses Uber, uber. to bully people. And that's pretty cool. You'll be shocked to learn that later. They try to soften Jay too, but whatever. Um, <laughs> But this is where the line comes where Spinner says, you know, if they're going to find out, I have to. You have to shut up, okay? He's my best friend. Either outcome, I would say he was your best friend. Oh. 
Zen. It went there. <laughs> Degrassi, it goes there. Darn. <laughs> I feel like just for that one sentence, Jay is irredeemable. But <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so then we go to the parking lot, and uh, Craig comes out of the school and is just kind of has a stunned look on his face. He gets harassed by reporters, and uh, which might be more realistic back then. I think reporters have a better sense of what they should do during a school shooting these days, which is kind of sad in and of itself. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then, so Joey kind of comes to, you know, hugs Craig and whatnot. And uh, then Toby and his mom come out and the reporters then harass him and then asked if the gunman said anything before he died. And that's when Toby realizes that he's dead. Yeah. So we don't get to see it. Did a cop kill that nerd? No, it was Sean. So oh. when Sean was wrestling him and the gun went off. Oh, so it killed the gunman and not the Sean? Yes. Well, I knew it didn't wow. kill the Sean. I did not realize that that was when it killed What's-His-Face. Which then causes Sean to have kind of a mental breakdown and he has to leave and stay with his mother off in, like, another Try to figure. Province. Trying to figure out... It probably doesn't really matter. Because <laughs> you see Sean after the shooting, he has like a bandage on his arm. Yeah. And, and because he's just like standing there and the bandage isn't like full of blood, I'm like, oh, he must have just gotten grazed by the shot. And so now I'm trying to figure out like when two people are wrestling with a gun, how does it go off in a manner that grazes mm-hmm. the arm of one person, but then kills the other one when the one that gets killed is the one where the gun was pointing away from him? Because of the rest, you know, because he was the gun man. But it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, now you got me worried about something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David, question. The story better be watertight, David, or we have to retry this whole case. And the real estate is thrown out as well. <laughs> They're not, that house sale's going to fall through if you don't have this right. Mm. We can't sell this house. It's got too many dead children in it. <laughs> I can't lose my Degrassi credentials, you know. (laughs) I'm sure there's a nerdier podcast somewhere who's really hoping you do, David, (laughs) and they can be the king. There's probably probably is a there's probably a few Degrassi podcasts out there. Degrass cast, Degrass, yeah, hot pod 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 Grassi. That's work. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you cut, there is a cut to the pod grassy guys. Like, hey, what did we do? <laughs> Let's get a new beef. We need one. Yeah. So the, the gun did go off, and while during the wrestle, and that's how okay. Rick died. Okay. R.I.P. Rick. You were a real sex guy. <laughs> <laughs> you were something. But you were pretty good at trivia. So, yeah, he was he at least do his trivia. That'll be on his tombstone. <laughs> at least he knew his trivia. <laughs> here, here lies Rick, what's his last name? Beats mm. women, shoots classmates, knew his trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to the hospital and Spinner shows up, but then nopes out, basically, as everyone else is crying and he can't handle it. Because he's responsible, or semi-responsible, at least. 
David, did he get his name from his habit of fidget spinners? <laughs> well, this is way know. before fidget spinners. Yeah, no, I no that's how forward thinking. Uh, <laughs> Degrassi <laughs> went there. Yeah, Degrassi <laughs> went there before anyone else would. I'm trying to think if I, I don't think that's his real name, but now I feel like I should know it. Right, characters. Uh, we're gonna get the Podgrassi guys all riled up again. I know. <laughs> Good. Fuck him. No, his real name is Gavin. That's right, Gavin. I don't know where he got the name Spinner from. Was it just because he couldn't st- sit still or something? No, doesn't matter. <laughs> We're all bored with this, including me. Uh, That's true. <laughs> uh, so now we're at somebody's house, and I'm not quite sure who it is. Yeah, I'm like, uh, are, I, my question was, are these kids all related? Why are they all in one house right now? Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> Ashley, who only briefly appears in a few scenes, she and Toby's parent, like, have had single parents who got together, so then they were living together. And then gotcha, Toby's- so Kelly Kelly and David Silver got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know why Mr. Simpson and Emma were over there, except maybe just friends or whatever, you know, yeah. camaraderie or whatnot. But then they kind of just discuss what's going on, and and this is where Mr. Simpson is just saying they didn't take the bullying seriously enough and they should have done something, but then Ashley is just like, or he's just a psycho, and he's yeah, and which reads a lot differently now that I know the backstory. Yeah, right. Why not both? And Terry was a good friend of hers too. Some yeah, uh, yeah. I know, and it's yeah, it's basically calm A, calm B. I don't know, and then and Toby just kind of storms out because he doesn't know what to make of any of this and is trying to mentally cope with it all. And then we uh, get a musical montage that involves a memorial at the school. Uh, we see Jimmy in the hospital, still just in the hospital bed unconscious. Uh, we see the various students all seeing the news and struggling with what they're hearing. And then at the end, we see Toby at the memorial, and then Emma comes and comforts him. And that's how the episode ends. Boom! <laughs> So I, I know that Drake becomes wheelchair Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do do the bullies that set this all in motion uh, ever get any kind of comeuppance for putting Jimmy in a wheelchair and and uh, uh, Spinner? Uh, depends on your comeuppance. Uh, if I can remember everything. Yeah, tell us yeah, everything. I don't remember everything. Oh, All right, start at the beginning. <laughs> Real quick, micro machines. The go. only one I know for sure is that Spinner is racked with guilt for many episodes after this, and at some point, eventually, I think he gets drunk and then tells Jimmy everything, and then Jimmy's not necessarily impressed. Well, is I don't have to go through the whole scene or whatever. <laughs> But then Jimmy, well, Jimmy was just kind of like, why are you telling me this? Are you telling it for me, my sake or for yours was basically his response. Oh, sick burn. <laughs> Do they ever say if Jimmy's dick still works? Uh, I'm trying to think if. They... That's our next very special episode. Yeah, Kara. they should have a whole toilet episode about whatever. I mean, he does have a, he does have girlfriends after this and. That's something. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah. I guess it's not my business, but I am curious. <laughs> I mean, that could just be because he still has his smoldering glare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get by with just a smolder. I'm trying to think if he other shows up like later after he kind of leaves and whether... Right? Shows up with like three yeah, children, children or 
I know very late, and I forget if this was him returning or if this was just near the end of his tenure, but he wanted to go to, to Europe to get experimental therapy to, like, try to walk again, but then kind of gets talked mm-hmm. out of it. But... Yeah, don't go to Europe. Mm-hmm. And I for... He doesn't get robot legs like Artie on Glee. Yeah. <laughs> he does? does yeah. Wow. In, like, one episode. Yeah, yeah alright. Yeah. Uh, uh... And so I don't know about Jay. Jay is kind of immoral, so he's not like he's racked with guilt. He just tries to avoid consequence, which I think he mainly does. And I forget what Alex does either, but she's also the vice president of the school. So, well, student VP. Yeah. Right, and he was dating her, and that's why he was able to smuggle in the paint and feathers. Mm -hmm. There was part of me that would... uh find it hilarious if this show took a save by the bell approach to things and like next episode jimmy's just back in school yeah normal no, <laughs> no explanation like, yeah, everything's no, like no one cares anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah or they just never mention the nerd who died again right right yeah mm-hmm. i forget all the aftermath but i know it's not just like swept under the rug obviously David, let's get back to what's important. How did the house <laughs> Does he stay in the house despite his masculinity challenging it being purchased for him by his girlfriend? Women own houses. Uh oh. <laughs> it's I so obvious. The that whole storyline was and where it was supposed to go. <laughs> like, what, why, why they thought we'd even care about this song. I mean, it's very much this writers getting trapped within the box of like we need a B story and then they yeah. go on with it and then also thinking we care about the adults at all. You know, they say sometimes that the B story is supposed to reflect the A story. Well, so in, in the better shows Good they job. do, but yeah. They, they don't they don't always. Yeah. <laughs> Home ownership is a loaded gun. I mean if I wanted to be generous I'd say like this was trying to show how mundane things can be before your life is just completely upended. But uh, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's the only that, thing I want to be. Jo- I don't really don't kind, have that a defense kind of thinking for the is going to earn you a guest spot on the Podgrassy show. <laughs> you tell them we hate them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you bully them good. <laughs> so, what do we think of the episode, Austin? I don't. I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> you had one thought, and then everything was blown. I had up. all kinds of you questions twisted. about like what this episode was trying to say about like bullies and the bullied and who's responsible and helping out, like making sure it doesn't happen and all that. But this whole the fact that he was like a domestic violence criminal before this all went down just throws all that out the window, and I have not <laughs> fully been able to process the full implications of that yet. <laughs> I know. I, I I will say that uh, I was genuinely shocked when Drake got shot. Um, just that to quote the End Network, they went there. <laughs> yeah, it um, goes there. They they go they they yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was legitimately shocking. You don't see that on TV too often. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was effective in that regard. And it was just like, well, getting in, getting my attention and shit getting real and whatnot. Um, and the. The build-up to it and all of that was done well in terms of, like, you could see where this is going, and um, there's a sort of uh, sense of dreaded inevitability to what's going down and all of that. So, What's interesting is uh, this episode obviously aired on the end. I saw it 
yet the one episode that they refused to air on the end was when somebody mm-hmm. gets an abortion. Yeah, I was gonna guess. America. I was either gonna guess that or two boys kissing. So. Yeah. <laughs> what about two boys getting an abortion? <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. Did you think it was a good episode overall? Yeah. No, I, I guess. Like. It was, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, it was. Uh, it, it, it did what it was doing well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carol. Um, yes, I would say this ultimately was a very special episode. Um, it dealt with huge things. Like, I don't think a lot of people know what it is being a first time home buyer <laughs> and the process and all well, the paperwork. Well, it's a whole first time home seller, I guess it is. Right. Home seller, yeah. girlfriends owning property. No, um, the rest of it though, the school shooting and the stuff and how creepy the guy was and how. I ended up feeling, <laughs> this is bad, right? I can't defend it, but I ended up feeling on the side of the bullies for the most part. Even when he was just wearing the beret, I was kind of like, yeah, throw the hat in the trash. <laughs> but then I don't know if they should have thrown the boy in the trash. And anyways, now that I've learned he's a sex criminal, mm-hmm. I'm really feeling like it was just my uh, perfect intuition <laughs> this whole time. They made me hate this incel school shooter joker kid. <laughs> it, it's not the joker's fault, but... I mean, another thing that I think doesn't actually get touched on too much in school shooting narratives is, like, if we, apparently the Columbine kids were less bullied than bullies. Like, a lot of time it's, like, the aggressive kid. Mm-hmm. Not Like, a lot of kids yeah. will just, like, get bullied really terribly, and that's a huge problem. And those eat shit for four years, and it sucks, and they don't support that. Mm-hmm. But the kids who go on these sprees... They have something else going on too. So yeah. if we could like identify that and you know do support and stuff, that would be important. But at least it showed this really creepy kid being the bad. I don't know. It was <laughs> it, they went there. Degrassi went there. Pretty good. Very special. Yeah, I have a very. I don't know. It's a complicated. Well, it's a complicated issue just in general. Obviously. Oh, but, didn't we solve it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are certain steps we could make to make this less. Well, it doesn't matter. I can get on my soapbox, but I mean, like <laughs> solving the issue of like aggression that will cause this is obviously a very tough thing to tackle. And but see, Degrassi will do this where, and I. I'm not sure exactly how to feel. It feels like it engages in a little bit of both sidesism on this, right? Where they're actually trying to make you feel sympathy for Rick to, but then he's a, he's a school shooter, and you really, yeah. you know, there's no justification for that. So are you trying to make me be like, eh, maybe he was on the right? And I think what they're trying to do is like just show you how it can happen. And this, you know, and the steps that it take, like this kid who gets bullied until a kid who already has a history of, you know, not being able to handle his aggression gets bullied enough that he gets to this point. But they do generate sympathy for him. But then, that, mm-hmm. and I would just wonder, I'd probably take somebody who knows, you know, a psychologist better. It's like, is that the right approach? Or are you trying to like glorify? I don't think glorify is the right term because they certainly don't frame it as well. But at the same time, like seeing how it can happen, like see, like looking at Rick and watching his steps to this point can be good too, I think, in that A, it shows you like kind of warning signs of another people, but it can also show you in yourself when, when you should like wonder if you're going down a path that's not good. But I don't know. I don't know if it accomplishes that or if it just 
doesn't or if it just muddles the issue. And then the other problem is he's bullied because he's a domestic abuser and he abused one of their friends. And the one thing they briefly in an earlier episode kind of ta- Emma talks to him about this as to why he just doesn't go to a different school. And he just says, well, he wants to prove himself to, th- you know, the people, these people, the people he harmed and such. And he kind of goes on a speech. And I forget the whole thing about why he's there. And they kind of briefly go on it with his mother in the previous episode. We're like, I thought you should go to a different school. But now you're proving me wrong because everyone loves you or whatever. Because uh, <laughs> you're good at quiz show. Yeah. And to be fair, in the abstract, the idea that there's a kid who goes to school, gets bullied, and it's on upon him to go to a different school, that's bullshit, right? Like, Right, right. Like, yeah. th- that's the, not good. He shouldn't have to uproot his life. Mm-hmm. But now him, like, w- as I was talking about, like, when I think that we're living in a nation that I think over-incarcerates and we need to have rehabilitation, getting people back in there, that's even for the tough stuff that is, like, for domestic abusers, there has to be some sort of process that not all of them are just locked away forever. Yeah, David, however, David likes domestic abusers. I got it. I got however it. However tempting that may feel. And so there has, so the idea that, especially with a teenager who does this, the fact that they're, they're hopeless now just seems a, a bit too far for me. So the idea that they could be, they could learn, you know, get help and become better people is true, but there are consequences to actions too, right? And that that's what sometimes people forget when they're like, well, don't we live in a world of forgiveness? Can't you just let me go on? It's not like he can just go back to exactly how things were. And I, I'm saying this with celebrities in mind who do terrible things and then think once they say they're sorry, they can just go back to doing whatever they were. And it's like, I'm no, not... celebrities wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying there's no such thing as like forgiveness or growth or any of that, but it still means there's consequences to your actions. And for this guy, for this kid, maybe that consequence is you can't just go back to where your abuse takes place, you know? Right. And like, where, and, and also where your crime took place. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. If we, if there's somebody who caught, you know, who isn't, is in an abusive relationship gets help. They don't get to move next door to the person they abuse now, you know? It's right, like, And right. you, as part of your growth and understanding of who you are, should understand that you've wronged people who probably just aren't really interested in, like, g- gaining your friendship or trust or seeing that you're a changed person. You just have to go mm-hmm. on and be a good person somewhere else. And they never really talk about that aspect that what really should have happened here beyond anything else is he should have gone to a different school after he completed whatever treatment he needed to do right right and then in this case yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that's my long-form thought on the episode (laughs) (laughs) there we go let's see pod grassi come up with that Mm -hmm. yeah fuck you the podcasting and so that's where and i guess so as i do think it's a pretty good episode and it's interesting and it goes there as we say but that's the one part where i'm like they kind of muddle the issue because it's so com- there's such a complex backstory that like we know so much about it that we know different ways it could be solved than just when it's like a random person who just to most people we just see a random person start shooting up a school and we have no idea what to do about it and that's where you try to find warning signs but maybe just trying to keep the guns out of their hands might be a better option than well, Canada tried that, and it didn't work, David, so now what? <laughs> to be fair, this was just a single pistol, which is why only one person was shot, and the only person Ooh. who died was the uh, perpetrator, so. How dare you make me think about our gun values? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Austin. Yo. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online where you can help me compare Degrassi to Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> on Twitter at Austin Garten. And you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Uh, Carolyn? You can find me online losing quiz shows <laughs> and getting aggressive at movie screenings. Uh, you can find me online, let's see on my Twitter, Carolyn Main, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. I also have a Pitch Please podcast where you play my card game, Pitch Please, where you have to pitch movies at Carnival Studios. It's like Carnival, except like cran ing the cranberries so check that out and uh, i'm frequently on another podcast it's called spec script and i have one coming up where i'm writing a little spec script episode based on tales from the crypt and if you're in portland it'll have already happened so anyways check all those things out <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, where I will be, where you can just talk to me about Degrassi, everything about Degrassi. Let's just really please do. do a David deep needs people dive into it. <laughs> and at Doctor Bits, I was going to say, oh, where recently I just got drunk and ripped into the Minnesota Twins. So if you if you just start searching me now, you're just going to see a lot of drunken ramblings from me about how angry I am. But or you'll see that also on St. Patrick's Day. No, uh, I won't be angry then. That's when I'm just happy. <laughs> True. Uh, and at the real gentleman of leisure.com. We are a very special episode podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. We're on something new now, too, aren't we? Spotify. Spotify. Oh, yeah, we're on Spotify now, too. Check us out I'll on Spotify. All the time. Yeah. Uh, we can, you can follow the show on Twitter at AVSC Pod, and you can check out our Facebook page, and you can talk all about Degrassi there. Let's do it. Let's just turn this into a Degrassi podcast. And we <laughs> go against Podgrassi. Uh, and then email us at avsepodcast at gmail.com. So for a very special episode, this is David saying that I know regardless of the outcome, I was Austin's best friend. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode next time on a very special episode.
admitted that I had to double check I'ma always take the money over sex That's why they need me out the way what you expect Got a lot of blood and it's cold They keep trying to get me for my soul Thankful for the women that I know Can't go 50-50 with no hope Every month I'm supposed to pay her bills and get her what she want I still got like seven years of doing what I want My dad still got child support from 1991 Out of town People love to pop a lot of shit and come around Word of Flocko Jody, he done seen us put it down Niggas asking if I'm cool, I'm upset Hundred thousand on my head is disrespect So offended that I had to double check You tryna check This is real life, niggas think we playing chess So what's next? Jump up out the bed like I'm possessed I go out on tour and I say I'm drinking less End up getting loose and getting pictures from my ex SMS, triple X That's the only time I ever shoot below the neck Why you keep on shooting if you know that nigga dead? That's the only kind of shit that gets you some respect Got a lot of blood and it's cold They keep trying to get me for my soul Thankful for the women that I know Can't go 50-50 with no hope Every month She don't even love me, she just putting on a front She gon' try and set a lot of court and make a run Then gon' ask me how I'm doing, I'm upset Yeah, sometimes I feel like you guys are ripping me off 1500 bucks, old man. We call this the Blin Jimmy. Uh, guys, guys, I'm just gonna say it was kind of garbage last time, so it'd be like, uh, interesting. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. Keep it away from the kids. Uh, it's tough for me. It's tough for me. You two are my favorite students, by the way. They didn't even go to school here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Firstly, want a photo, but you already know, though, you only live once. That's the motto, Genie YOLO. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm upset. Half a million on my head, I can't accept. Yeah. Least it made me feel like someone tried their best. Yeah. Wanna waste a half a million, be my guest. Make me wanna buy vest and a tech. But I'm blessed, I just check. Hate me, never met me in the flesh. Say she got some things she gotta come here and collect. That shit is in a box to the left, to the left. Got a lot of blood and it's cold. They keep trying to get me for my soul. Thankful for the women that I know. Can't go 50-50 with no hope.
it brings me back to the days of when it was like, hey, how much now? It was like 15 bucks, and I was like, no inch, no inch, no inch. Choking weed, choking weed, doing molly, drinking beers, drinking beers, 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 rolling fatty, smoking buns. Who smokes the buns? Who smoked the buns? Rolling fatty, smoking buns. Hey, whoa, we know that guy. He knows that guy. We know the guy's in 15 bucks. Little man, put it in my hand. Noinch, noinch, noinch. Doing the robot, doing the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that mess. Look at that. Hey, I know that guy too. Whoa. Out of the contest. Just wanted to tell you guys. What? Craig, you can't no. just. Ashley's won already. So just forget it, okay? No, we're not forgetting it. And if Ashley wants a war, well, we have the ammo, my friend. We have the ammo in Brooks. You have to go and kick his ball and chain. Ain't that your name? Cause you a player hater, and that's a shame. And chicks like you ain't worth too much. So shut up, girl, and make my lunch. Yeah!